Hey, Joel. Hey, Diana. Cook's right here, too. Diana, hey. I cannot tell you how excited I am to be sitting right here on the other side of the phone from you, Diana Marie. Aww. It's it's nice to be on the phone. Apparently, I don't talk loud enough. Speak it up. It's not something I have ever heard before in my life. There we go. I've always been called a loud person. So, um, yeah, so go ahead. It's been a couple months. Um, yes. Lots gone on. Lots happened. For everybody yeah. who listens to the show, our last episode was the Diana Report. Um, yep. And it was the a lot. Saddest podcast <laughs> ever. It was, uh, and we were just talking Sorry about, about this. We were just talking about this a couple nights ago, me, you, and Ryan. Uh, yep. We had a long conversation, and it's hard to put into words what's happened over the last few months. And I know for you, uh, obviously. Um, but welcome back to the show, Ryan. What? Thank you, buddy. It's good, to, man. I cannot even begin to tell you how good it is to be back and her sitting right here next to me. It's it's a it, it's a it's a dream come true. It's answered prayers, man. It's a freaking miracle. Miracle, bona fide. It is a bona fide miracle, Joel. They did they did CPR. We found out once we got home with our neighbor's ring camera across the street, who's a good friend of ours, actually the lady that took care of our house and our dogs while we were gone the whole time. Um, by the time they actually got her pulse back in the ambulance, right before the hospital in Merced, they did CPR on her for like 45 plus minutes. Wow. No, I mean, people don't come back from that. And if they do, they don't, they're not able to tell the story about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And this one has been a long time coming. Um, so can you give a, a quick recap, either you or Diana, um, a quick recap on what has happened since that um, very traumatizing Christmas morning uh, and kind of kind of just lay the groundwork for, for everything? I know people have been following along, but you guys have, have had a kind of bounced around all over the, the state at this point. Um, do you want to kind of give us a rundown? Like a couple of adopted kids, man, home to home. Um, yeah, I don't remember. The only one I remember is the second one. Do you Do you want me to give this rundown? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so... I don't remember Jack Diddley. From Christmas morning, um, she was rushed off in the ambulance. Once they did finally feel like they had a chance, they did CPR on our living room floor for, oh, about 35 minutes. Um, from the time she went down to the time they rolled her out. And uh, <clears throat> um, that's still hard to talk about. Um, we went to Mercy Hospital in Merced, where we stayed overnight. Um, I I sat next to her and hold, I held her hand all night long. She was obviously unconscious um, in a induced coma. And uh, I just kept telling her to fight. I said, you just keep fighting. I said, you don't stop. Shit. <laughs> Sorry. Already? Already? Uh, God, it didn't it didn't right? take long. Um well I, I haven't told this story for a while. So um okay, we, we stayed at we stayed in Merced for about a little over 24 hours. They did not have a cardiologist on staff at the time due to it being Christmas, so they couldn't they couldn't do anything there but basically keep her alive. That's all they were doing. They had her on the ventilator. They had her on the medications to stay sedated. They were keeping her alive. 
we finally got her accepted into Stanford. And uh, that first night we were there, they could not metaflight her out because the fog was too thick. And they couldn't even drive her because they couldn't get an ambulance. Finally, 24 hours later after we arrived, they got an ambulance. And it's, I mean, they had to work out a, a, a team. They literally had to have a team of, of, of a nurse and paramedic, whatever, fly to Merced from Stanford. They flew into Merced. Riggs Ambulance Service went and picked them up, and they drove one of the Riggs ambulances back to Stanford because they were not comfortable with the regular Riggs paramedic crew driving her in the condition that she was in. Mm -hmm. So we finally got her up to Stanford. We spent, I I don't even know the exact timeline. I want to say almost three weeks in Stanford. Mm -hmm. The the first six days, she was still in a coma. Um, They finally, on, on, on day number six, they were able to wake her up. Um, she came out of the coma and, and that was the day, that was the day after we did the, the podcast with everybody with Joey that, and Joel. That was the day after yeah. and we had just gotten really bad news that they weren't sure if they were going to be able to wake her up. And it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was just, tough. it's all been tough. It, it, it's all great now, but it's been tough. So we did three weeks in Stanford. We left Stanford, went to an acute rehab facility in, um, and Fresno for her brain injury, obviously. Like at this point, the brain injury was the main concern. They put in, they never found out what happened with her heart. They did install a defibrillator, so it will never happen again, thank God. Um, but we had to get her brain back because she was in she was in bad shape. Um, we got a lot of stories we can tell, but she was in bad shape. Let's just leave it at that. Um, we went to Fresno, spent two weeks in Fresno, and then. Luckily, by the grace of God, we got accepted into a program in Bakersfield called CNS Center for Neuroskills, where we spent another two months. And that place, I'm not saying they did it all. She she did most of it. She did all the work. She worked her ass off. But that place was so good. They got her from when she first went in there. She couldn't dress herself. She couldn't go to the restroom on her own. She needed help for everything. She couldn't hardly feed herself. And by the time she left that place two months later, I mean, she's 100% self-sufficient. She's reading, she's writing, she's doing math. I mean, that place was amazing. And since we've been home, her progress has, has, has continued to just rapidly grow. Um, she's driving now. <laughs> like, sh- dude, she's driving. She, you know, she's, she's cleaning. She's, she's doing all the things she used to do. She's doing laundry. She's, she's Diana. And she's now reminding me of things and correcting mistakes that I make and figuring out things on our phones that I need help with again, which is that's Diana. And she's back. That's what tripped me out the other night when we were talking is you were trying to, you you were trying to, we were talking about a time we went to, to lunch or mm-hmm. like a late lunch in Gilroy when you guys are coming back from Monterey and you're like, no, no, we went to breakfast here. And she's like, no, we went to lunch here. And I'm like, she's absolutely right. <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah, every just, now and then I get to be right. It's that's awesome. just wild, man. It's so cool um, to see it in person and while it's happening. And I know Diana, we talked a little bit about like just how frustrating it's been. And, oh gosh. Yeah. And anybody who knows you knows how, uh, not, I guess stubborn is not the right word. 
Oh yeah, no, no, no stubborn. Spice? Yeah, Spi- <laughs> spicy, stubborn, spicy. Yep, one hundred percent saucy, saucy in a good way. She's got the good sauce, but it's it's got to be very difficult for you, you know, just to take things little at a time. And we talked about that. Can you kind of talk to us about how it's been your recovery and and just your experience? Um. So I I tell everybody that initially, like, I'm the it was easy for me because I didn't remember any of it. You know, I didn't really start remembering anything until we were in the last place, which I still can't remember the name of it. CNS. CNS. Um, And at that point I was, you know, showering myself and getting over for um, lunch and didn't, you know, getting all that taken care of. So it was, it was just, normal ish. I just missed my husband and those poor girls. They, I was a pain in the butt for a while. Um, and when you say miss your husband, like the oh fact my, that we couldn't sleep together. Yes, that time. But I, yes. I, he I was, was there. He was there the whole time. Yeah. I and was with you was, every day. He was 100% there, but I also, you know, because my memory is a little jacked. Um, you know, I would tell him I haven't I haven't seen you in two days, and he's like, "Baby, I've <laughs> I've been here every day," and I'm like, "Nope, you 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 haven't been here." And it was just, you know, when he was asleep at night, like that to me was he had been gone for a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I've gotten a little better on that, so I can handle that a little bit better. But um, it just, you know, I. I was definitely feisty with the girls. I, I tried, I, I tried to get out of there at some point. Um, that didn't work out very well. She tried to break out, tried to fly the coop. I did. I was, I tried to run away. Um, a few times. Yeah. And yeah, Ryan was definitely not happy about that. (laughs) Well, one time I actually, I'm the one that caught her. I was coming into the gate because it was just visiting hours she would leave the rehab facility at three o'clock and I wasn't able to show up and visit until four 30. So I would go kill time, go hit a bucket of balls, in the driving range, whatever to go kill time. And I showed up one day and this is only after we'd been there for about a week. And I was still, I mean, you talk about on edge, dude, I was, I was on edge just looking for any reason to pounce on somebody that I, when I thought they were doing something wrong, cause I was a stress case. And I pulled up and she's literally walking out the gate on her own. And they're supposed to be supervising her 24-7. And uh, I wasn't mad at her. I said, baby, get in the car. And keep in mind, I'd only been I'd only been away from her for an hour and a half. And she's looking at me and she forgot that I was there that day. So she's mad at me. Oh, you finally showed up to see me? <laughs> and she just keeps on walking. I'm like, no, baby, get in the car. She's like, no, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> keeps going. <laughs> So then I had to finally like wrangle her in the car. And once I got her back to her apartment, I went down, I went downstairs to the manager, dude. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but I caused a scene. I was screaming at that girl in that parking lot. Cause they, they lost my wife, you know? So it was, Oh boy. Can't imagine a pissed off. irate Ryan cook. Oh dude. <laughs> right. When it happens, it's no, I, I was, I was wound up, bud. <laughs> So anyway, that was the last time anything like that happened because I 
basically told him you're, you're, you're going to have a real big lawsuit on your hands if this happens again. Well, I've got, I've got what, what, what would have happened, Joel? Exactly. Been, exactly. I mean, I would have ran away. She couldn't even hardly remember her name at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyway, I, I, I would, I would have been, I would have been upset. And I don't think anybody's yeah. going to fault you on that. I've got tons of questions for you, Dinah, but, um, yep. All right. So, but we're also going to have people on, they're going to call in that have questions. So the other day we posted something up and we had a bunch of people on, but we had to reschedule. Um, and, and one of the reasons we, we rescheduled on one of those days is just like one of those things where you're having a bad day. What's a bad day for you, Diana? Like, um, well, and that's, we, t- we talked about it a little bit the other day. Like, I just, I feel like, you know, my poor husband married me and then this mess became me, you know, it just, it's, this isn't easy for anyone to deal with. And thank God, you know, he's, he's been there throughout the whole thing, but it's just, it's, that's probably the hardest thing for me is I just, I keep telling them if it's too much, I understand yeah, and what do I tell you every time? And he tells me I'm not going anywhere. Well, you I, know, and it's first of all, that's touching and it's beautiful. Uh, oh. But second of all, what's really what's really kind of blows me away about that is is that kind of thinking is something that not a lot of people with zero brain injuries have. That kind of empathy and that kind of thought for someone else, um, you know. It's it's a testament to how far you've come as far as your cognitive ability, but and I think you you've blown a lot of people away that that I've talked to and I know Ryan's talked to a lot of people that are in the the medical field that say this really shouldn't have happened. No, the day before you know the day before you came out, the scans all came back and we, that's why we had that really really <laughs> depressing podcast. Um, well. And Joel, to this day, she is completely contradicting her brain scans. We heard from Stanford and CNS and Bakersfield what she is doing with what her brain scans show. That alone is nothing short of a miracle. Not only the fact that she's still here and alive, but the fact that with what happened to her brain and what she's doing, it is, it's all beyond a miracle, dude. It's not supposed to happen. It's uh yeah, it's it's just wild to hear you talk like that, Diana. But um, we've got a special guest on. Uh, Shannon just called in and she's got a question. Shannon, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for hey. having me. Shannon, how's it going? Hi, good. How are you guys? Good. How are you? We are good. I'm doing good. So Shannon was one of the ones who responded to us and, and had a question. And thanks so much for calling in, Shannon. It's cool to actually have people on here and hear voices and and let them get to talk a little bit, whether it's not about fishing this time, but, um, this is, I would say in all honesty, more important. So. Yeah, I, I, I did have a question too. Uh, one of my questions and one of my responses was, uh, you know, the first time that you, you drove, um, by the way, Diana, you're, you're a big inspiration to so many people. I mean, um, it was such an emotional thing for, people that uh, didn't even know you well. Um, you were just like this complete light for everybody. And uh, it was, it was incredible to see your um, improvement and uh, everything. And, um, you know, my stepsister is actually Maria Nash. And uh, 
Yeah. I mean, I just remember. I just. Yes. Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. A Nashville. That's, That's what funny. she calls her now. Um, she can be a real Nashville. No, she's <laughs> yes, great. She can. Love her. Um, but you know, I remember just bugging her and like, how is she? You know, give some updates. And um, you know, everybody was just really, really praying for you. And um, mainly, just I don't think anybody, nobody gave up. You know, and. And that's the greatest part of it all. Um, everyone just kept checking on you. So, um, yeah, your story is incredible. Um, but aside from, well, my main question was when you got to drive for the first time, was there anything that you forgot, you know, or did it just come back to you? Was it just normal? How was that for you? I think for the most part, driving for the first time was pretty easy. It felt like it mm-hmm. was just, you know, something that I haven't done, but it was it was back pretty quick. Um, wow, that's amazing. Am I right? Yeah. Well, we started off driving the golf cart on the golf course, right? <laughs> and you did so well mm-hmm. that I said, let's go out to Castle Air Force Base because it's just kind of a big, empty area with roads. Yeah. And she drove out there, and literally within within five minutes of her driving, I wasn't even concerned. I'm, like, on my phone she responding phone. to messages. i like, she's good to go. <laughs> yeah. Like, you should be watching me. What about, what if I screw up? Yeah. Um, And I think you might've got this question. I'm not sure, but um, what about fishing? You know, was there anything like any motor skills, like anything that's involved with fishing that you forgot, (laughs) you know, because I don't know if that was like one of the main questions that you, that were asked, but. That's a great question. (laughs) Yeah. It, no, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things. It just, it, keeps going. Yeah. And, wow. You know, there's, awesome. there's definitely ones that just come back very quickly and ones mm-hmm. that, you know, I have to kind of think about a little more. Yeah. It's, it kind of takes a little bit longer to, to remember the steps. It's crazy to watch like her motor skills though. Cause <clears throat> mm-hmm. everything physically with her is perfectly normal. There's no, I mean, from the first time they let her get up to use the restroom, you know, actually get out of bed, she could walk perfectly fine. We found out soon after that she could run perfectly fine, which we didn't want her running, but she made a run for it. But <laughs> no, I remember that. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then even, even like, um, <clears throat> once they started trying, you know, to get her to do her hair, like, and I'm not talking right away, but once she started getting with the program, I mean, they put, you know, a comb and a hairdryer in her hands and she just, you know, just automatically went to work doing it, you know, to where before, if, you know, they tried to get her to, you know, to even brush her hair, brush her teeth, she couldn't do it. But once it started coming back, it's like she didn't have to relearn these things. She already knew how to do them. Now, wow. with the cognitive stuff, right, that's that's where that's where she's having to relearn quite a few things, but her progress in learning it is so fast. She still has a better vocabulary and grasp of syntax than 98% of Americans. See, I don't even know what a syntax is. (laughs) (laughs) So like with cognitive, so you're meaning more like problem solving, um, just kind of like that development of understanding, right? Uh, Right. Certain things, or is it really like, does it really pertain to all stages of cognitive development and, what were they? What were their expectations with that? Um, you know, early on, 
did they say kind of what they expected it to be like? I'm going to answer this one because you don't. Yeah, go ahead. Because I um, don't remember. I wasn't here. Well, I was here, but they, my brain was not here. <laughs> they gave yeah. us. They gave us zero expectations. No place ever gave us any expectations. Here's what to expect. Here's what to look for because they didn't know. Mm-hmm. With her, mm-hmm. now with a lot of types of brain injury, they can tell you pretty early on. And I'm no expert, but I've obviously, we've lived this for the last four months. So I've learned a lot. But with your with a normal brain injury, once the person's awake and they see what they're doing, they can kind of give you, you know, an outline of, of what they think is going to happen. With, uh-huh. with her, but an anoxic brain injury, which is lack of oxygen, is a very rare type of brain injury that so, that somebody actually survives and, and, and recovers from. It just, it just doesn't happen very often. Most mm. brain injuries, you know, are a brain bleed, you know, um, an impact, a tr- traumatic impact, um, stroke, that type of thing. With hers... Mm. And most people have a certain side of their brain or a certain portion of their brain that is injured. So they can they can treat it easier and they can kind of predict the future easier with that type of brain injury. Hers, the way they explained it, and I didn't look at the brain scans. I told them, I, I don't want to see them. I don't ever want to see them because I knew they weren't mm-hmm. good. They said, she's got these little pockets all over. Frontal lobe damage, rear cortex, whatever it's called. Like, she's got all these pockets. So... They didn't know what to expect because they don't have a lot of experience with it. Even her therapists wow. down in Bakersfield were like, we loved getting to work with you and, and and watch this amazing progress because we don't get patients like you. We've read about you. We've studied you. But, you know, it's like a magical unicorn. Like, we don't see you. And, wow. And, um, but I, I can say one thing. Everybody, every therapist, every doctor, every counselor is – they were blown away with her progress. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I just, I was, the reason why I was asking about the driving was because it's almost like, you know, even us, well, it's like for me, right. You know, I get just recently, I got behind the wheel and I drive in a stick shift and there's just things that you forget. Right. And so I was just wondering, I mean, even if, I'm not saying I forget how to drive, but I'm just saying, you know, there's little things that kind of feel different or whatever. But for me, there's some things that I had to remember. Um, so that was my biggest question um, and the fishing question. But, uh, but yeah, that is, that is amazing. I'm, I'm still like, I think about it pretty regularly. I'm still blown away by all of it. Um, yeah, that's, um, it's a great questions. I didn't even think to ask about the fishing thing. <laughs> yeah, my thought my thought was those fine motor skills of, you know, being able to, you know, maybe tie a tie a, you know, a hook on or tie a lure on or something like that, you know, how easy does that come back to you? Um and along with the driving, I didn't want to like ask too many questions, but those were my two questions. Great questions. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yes, 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 and thank you for having me today. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate that very much. And I appreciate the prayers. Yes, of course. And I hope to be able to listen in and I don't know how long you guys have been on, but, um, uh, are you guys going to be posting the podcast for today or can I listen to the part early on or? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, we're going to, I'm going to be editing this. We've got a couple other people we're going to, we're going to put in a little bit of fishing stuff here at the end, but, um, 
Well, should have it should have it out by by either late this week or this weekend. Awesome. I'll be sure to hear to listen in on it. Thanks guys so much. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks, Shannon. Take care. Bye. Have a good day. I like those questions. Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, the the one person in the world that I don't ask a fishing question to. Didn't even come to my mind. Right? Shannon <laughs> to the rescue. But um Diana, how did it feel like being out on a boat? It was nice. I mean, it was it yeah. was kind of normal. Yeah. The rocking, that was nice. Oh gosh, yeah. And it's, we went to um where did we go? What's that? Where did we go? We went to a lake. No. I was saying when we went to Sanctuary. Thank you. Oh, I, I figured it out. Oh, um, Sanctuary. Well, now, we to Monterey. I will, he, we don't talk about which lakes we're on anymore. That's for people to find out if they book a trip. Yes, this is true, which is why we can discuss <laughs> the fact that when we were at Sanctuary, somebody – it was a little cold. So he <laughs> – The Sanctuary is in Monterey. Uh-huh. That's the resort where we got engaged. Yes. Yeah. And it was a little cold. And, yeah, he – he fished. I, however, just sat there and froze. I probably should have. The wind was gusting like 50 the whole time. It was kind of miserable to be outside. Yeah. But, but you, I still had to get my fish catch on real quick. I saw that. You even caught a striper out the out the surf. That's all I caught. Sandbagging some bitch. <laughs> Sandbagging son of a bitch. See how he is? <laughs> That's so cool. You guys got to go back to the sanctuary though, because I, I know you kind of went back and forth whether you, you were going to go there or not. So yeah, we cool. well, it's a long story on how we ended up going back there, but they uh, they took care of us, man. Like they they gave us an amazing rate. Um, that because I I just kind of told them our story, how we got engaged there, and what happened, and we had we had plans to go there on Valentine's Day because she found an awesome Black Friday sale, like. 80% off on the rooms and they honored that rate. So that was cool. There he is. Joel Chin. It's your favorite. Hey, hey what's happening? Chin, Chin, Chin. Hi, Joel. Hey, Diana. How you doing? Oh, I got two Joels. You got to say two hi, Joel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Here. I'm going to let you guys wrap you? with her. I'll be back in a few minutes. That means he okay. has to go to the restroom. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> I got you covered, baby. Baby. Okay. Hi. How you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm up Lo- in Arizona right now. Oh, nice. Why are you in Arizona? I have the tournament, the One Bath Arizona Oak Laughlin Open. Woo! That is awesome. I love that you're going all over these places for these tournaments. He's the dri- yeah, he's the I'm drivingest fool out there. He is the right? drivingest fool. I know. He loves it, though. He does. And it seems like well, he drives pretty well. That's because everybody lives so far away from me. I have to drive to go see him. So. Quit this making, is very you know. true. Quit making good friends uh, with people that don't live close to you, Joel. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, good friends are where you find them. That's right. Yep, so. this is very true. If they're far away, you know, they're far away. Well, so absolutely. Ryan's um well, take, it's always, it's Ryan's, always worth the it's always worth the drive. So Ryan's taking a deuce. Um and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this hosting uh up to you, the other Joel. So you and you and Diana rap. Go for it. Joel, it's you. Okay. 
So what did you guys do for Ryan's birthday? Um, we actually had a surprise birthday party. Um, first, we went, because, um, so a friend of ours that does a lot of the fishing stuff, I had gotten a hold of him and I was like, I want, and I was at therapy at the time. So there was really nothing I could do. So I got a hold of him and I'm like, I want to make sure he gets anything that he will need for this. I did. I say fishy. I, it's not, it's golfing. And I meant golfing. Um, you went golfing. Yeah. Yes. And so I was like, just make sure like you get anything he needs for golfing because he's been, you know, really enjoying it. And it's, it's helping him as far as stress and whatnot, because I am a stress one that gets, I, I get all the stress for him. <laughs> I am, I am, I, I create stress. There you go. Um, so he got to open that that morning, but um, yeah, so a friend of ours got that all taken care of and brought it over to us a day that he was not here, which was nice. And then we, I put it in our son's bedroom so he would know nothing, even though I'm pretty sure he knew some of it. Right. And then um, I knew none of it. We went to breakfast and the plan was, according to what we told him, we were going to go to breakfast with his mom and his dad or dinner with his mom and his dad um, for his birthday. Because right. I kept I kept asking him, what do you want to do for your birthday? And he's like, as long as I have you and our son, I'm good. Well, that wasn't going to work for me. So, um, right. So we went to breakfast with his mom and his dad and to dinner. Well, we went to breakfast first. Oh, we did. Yeah, you're correcting me Thank again. Sorry. Much. She's doing it, Joel. So yeah. we went to breakfast with his mom and his dad and his um, grandfather. And then afterwards, we went, well, we went home. And then I decided, okay, you get your, actually, no, he went, he went um, golfing. We went golfing. We went golfing. Yeah. And then yeah. when we got home, which I didn't do before we went golfing. So when we got home, I was like, okay you want your presents? And he's like, uh-huh. Like, all right. So I gave him his presents. And then when we went to our dinner with his parents and his grandparents, there was more people than what he was expecting. She threw me a surprise party. <laughs> yep. Uh, that was, that was nice. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So he seemed pretty excited. So. And with, with all the stuff she has going on boys and, you know, all this work in front of her, like, <clears throat> she still is trying to put me first and make sure I'm happy. And it just, it just says a lot about her. I just, I can't, I can't love her enough, man. I kind of love you. Oh, you know, Joel, I was, oh, we, we were talking Getting about, almost, yeah, I mean. <laughs> we were talking, <laughs> about, we were talking about the last podcast we did. Um, okay. And it was during like one of the, probably the, the, Besides Christmas Day itself, it was probably one of the roughest days during this whole thing with Diana. And yeah. can you believe, man, four months later that we're having a conversation like this with her? Her her recovery has been nothing but amazing. I mean, from the time that I saw her up at Stanford to her rehab center down in Bakersfield to now, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. I can't, I can't believe the, you know, what she went through to be at this point right now. I mean, it's unbelievable. And it's just uh, an attribute to her strength and her 
determination and, you know, just being Diana, you know, to get back where she's at now. Tenacious D. Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna call. No, that's mine. On. That's mine. I coined that. That's mine. From now on, I didn't hear Damn that. Damn it! It's tenacious. What D. was that? That just came to me right now. It's tenacious that Joel D Chin. The pick of destiny. It's that tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's a. It's the name of a of a band, Joel. Oh okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Jack Black and his buddy, the Tenacious D, and it's, the, a, it's hilarious. <laughs> Something I don't even know. It's also a okay. Well, I'm old. I don't listen to that kind of music. It's a fitting nickname. I don't listen to it either. It's just it's a thing. But I no. I'm sorry, dude. What continue with what you were saying? I just broke in like a a. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I said everything I needed to say. Tenacity. But I'm just I'm just glad to be on the podcast with you guys again. I know, right? Fine. I think yeah. I'm pretty sure he'll get he'll get he'll get a laugh on that one <laughs> since he should remember. Hey Joel Eid, yes, Ryan Cook. You want a good laugh? I do. I always not for one. Poor I got Joel. A, I got a quick little story time for you. Okay, here we go. So I'm, I'm going to try to paint the picture the best I can. I get a little squirrely. So we're in Fresno. <laughs> He's already laughing. Oh, we God. are. We are in Fresno at the Leon S. Peters facility, okay? Oh, yeah. Um, great place, by the way. They they did amazing with her in the two weeks they had her. But she was still a little crazy at the time. <laughs> I mean, she was really crazy at the time, like constantly trying to leave her room. They literally had her sleeping in a bed, and this was the hardest part about – one of the hardest parts was watching her go to sleep in this bed because it was enclosed. It's called a soma bed. It's literally where they put their crazy patients. <laughs> and once you, they literally zip her up in this bed and it's like a mesh netting and she can't get out. She's stuck. She's trapped in this bed. Now, of course, there's people checking on her all night long, that kind of stuff. But um, I'm just let she was not doing well at this point in time. She was also was not wanting to eat. When we left Stanford, they still had a feeding tube down her nose they were feeding her with. And this place, they had just pulled it out, and she had no appetite. So I was constantly trying to get her anything she would take two bites of, chicken nuggets, a burrito from Taco Bell, whatever she normally liked because she likes her fast food. <laughs> okay. So Joel Chin comes to visit. He's like, I'm going to come see you, Ryan. I said, okay, awesome, Joel. Um so Joel shows up and it's like dinner time. So I'm like, okay, cool. Joel's here with her. Cause I didn't like leaving her. If, if a person wasn't there with her, I'm like, Joel's here. Now I'm going to run to McDonald's and go get her some food. I'm going to see if she'll eat a couple chicken nuggets tonight. Right. And at, at this point in time, she, it, it does sound pretty good. Doesn't it? <laughs> at this point in time, she would still like, there was moments she was really with us and with it. And other moments she would just get confused and lost. I mean, she thought many times that I was her ex-husband. Like she'd go from loving me to like, she couldn't stand me. Like (laughs) her brain was just in a very bad, delicate place. It was in the scabby period. Yeah. It was real scabby. So, uh, I'm like, Hey Joel, I'll be back in 30 minutes. I'm going to go to McDonald's, go grab her some food. Right. You know, okay, no problem. So, um, I go to McDonald's, I come back and Joel's sitting on, you know, in a chair a few feet away from her and Diana's sitting on the edge of her bed and she is glaring at him. 
I mean, like the look of death, like the look like she was going to hurt him. And I walk <laughs> in and I hear her say, not to me, to Joel, baby, baby, I know you still love me. <laughs> and, 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 and Joel looks at me like, holy shit, I don't know what to do right now, right? <laughs> and and I sit down next to her. I said, hey, baby. And she she puts her little finger up like to my lips like, shh. And she goes, not right now. I just need him. Okay, cool. And I just let it play out. And she's sitting there. Look at look me in the eyes and tell me you don't still love me. <laughs> and and Joel's like, Diana, I love you as a friend. And she's like, I know there's more than that. <laughs> just sitting, and I'm sitting here, dude. And jo- but Joel's Joel's seriously like he's uncomfortable. He's like, oh my god, I don't know what to do right now. I'm so sorry, Joel. He was like Ricky Bobby, like I'm not sure what to do with my hands, you know. <laughs> And, and I just dude, and I'd been through this already. Like I, I, I'd seen things like this and she's sitting there and we just kind of sat there quiet for about five minutes <laughs> and I'm talking, she glared at him, like wasn't even blinking for like five minutes, just staring at him. Then all of a sudden it's like, she snapped out of it and she looks at me and she goes, come here. And she grabs my hand and she pulls me into the hallway and she's like, Baby, I love you. I don't I don't want you to think there it was ever anything going on between us. And I'm like, baby, I I'm good. And she's like, no, I'm serious. I don't, I don't want you, I don't, I don't know what just happened. It, it was like she just stepped, but it was I'm, just I'm so if glad you had been there. I'm so glad that happened to that Joel and not this Joel. Oh man. <laughs> well, what made it even what made it even worse was Ryan's cousin was in the room. And, <laughs> no, and, and, the, and the you look, forgot that part. That's even uncle, better. And, and, and the looks I was getting from him. <laughs> oh, you know, and I'm like, no, man, none of this ever happened. <laughs> you, it's not my fault. You know, I swear. You double dip in some Joel, Joel, Joel Chin is a good looking fellow, though, I will say. Dude, I was I was like, oh man, I just wanted to crawl under a rock <laughs> because I, I was just I was like I didn't know where to, I didn't know where to shrink into, man. I was trapped. <laughs> anyway, long story short, I took his key away from our house. So. <laughs> yeah, he did not, yeah. Now now I have to call before I come to the house. <laughs> when he's in town, Ryan's just out on a trip. Like, what the hell's going on over there? <laughs> I got security cameras set up. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I put one of those nanny cams in the house. Yeah. No, I was. But that also says, I'm looking at her as I say, that shows how far you've come. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's where you were at not too long ago. It's crazy. Thank goodness. Can you imagine? I, I don't know. I think it's still something that the people don't really understand. Like being without oxygen for a few minutes and you come out of it, you got to be dazed. But for as long as it was and everything that went down, coming out of this isn't like you wake up and it's like, oh, and then you're that person and you're going to be that person forever. The the span of what you kind of got to go through to get back your bearings, right? I mean, you have a bad bender. <laughs> the next day you're not right for the whole 12 hours. <laughs> so like, can you imagine like having literally like weeks of – either being under all that it's just i can't even imagine it and and uh, diane actually the other day you said something that that kind of struck me you you keep looking at i don't remember anything so and you keep yeah. you're doing that empathy thing again where 
I don't remember anything. So and it's almost like you're like, it's not as bad for me as the rest of you because I don't remember it. Oh, exactly. I didn't have to, I didn't have to literally like actually go through all of this. I just had to do the work to repair from it. I don't, I don't have any memory of any of the hell that we went through. I just know that it did. And you know, the hard, the hard part is seeing him having such a hard time with it and knowing how much it will stay with him. And it sucks. You know, it's that there's, there's nothing I can do to, to make that easier for him. So it's, you know, there's, there's certain things that, you know, because he's, he's a little more worried now than he used to be. Not that he was never, you were never not worried. Oh, I was always concerned about him. He's always been helicoptering, but. Exactly. So, and it's, you know, there's, there's certain things he's like, okay, so there's, you can't do this and you can't do this. And I'm like, you know, I've got a thing on me right now that it's got my, you know, where I'm at at all times. I've got, uh, what she's pointing at, I've got, I ordered an Apple AirTag and you can order a wristband for them. So that way I just, I just know where she's at and Kate, you know. If I ever, I don't mean to sound like a stalker husband, but no, I just need to know where she's at. You're able to do that, and I, and she's got a medical ID bracelet. Is what she's pointing at? Yes, and so, which basically says, you know, what what happened to me and how to get a hold of him if you know they ever get to the point where they need to find me. Because there's times that she still loses her bearings, you know, and as she as she branches out and starts doing things on her own, you know, more that that's. That's a fear of mine, but it's it, it's all getting better. And it's it's definitely one of those things that you know because because I understand how difficult this has been for him. Whatever he needs that makes him feel better and makes him feel like um, confident that I'm going to be safe. I will. I have given whatever he needs. That's you know if he says it, it's it's completely fine. Amazing that's stuff. all I can do. It's amazing stuff. And yep. I, when I it talk, gives him a little bit of peace of mind. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yep. Whatever it takes for that. That's all he. That's he. He deserves it. I'm glad we're keeping this upbeat because we we it was funny. We talked the other night. We were just going to talk for a couple minutes <clears throat> on. Ryan's birthday night, and uh, we ended up talking for like an hour and fifteen. And we right? Like, we look at each other. We we all talked to each other afterwards. We're like, man, we could have just done this whole podcast. To... <laughs> we, just, we just pretty much did it. We laughed. We we met. We might have cried. There was a, there a little was, bit. A lot of things. But um, no, man. I I just it, it's still just it, I don't know. I you know what I love the fact that you're just going to keep your the, the fact that you keep pushing and I know who the kind of person you are Diana. Let's talk mm-hmm. about your work a little bit and like getting back into the swing of work. And we talked about so, this a little bit. I am back well somewhat to an extent um doing a couple hours at the at the gun shop um usually a couple days a week and basically you know Heidi is working with me trying to help me to remember the things that I did, which it's kind of one of those things that as she begins to show me, I'm, I just start laughing going, Oh my God, I did so much. It's crazy. And you know, that's something that 
Joey and Heidi both already know and knew then. And so it's just, it's almost comical how much I did, but I just want to get back to being that again. You know, I want to be able to work my butt off and just do, do it all again. It's, I love my job. You know, it, I don't know a lot of people that can say that. And I've got the most amazing bosses Oh yeah, and you know, they have been nothing but supportive and caring for me and they've done everything they can for me. And, you know, it just, that's when I was in therapy, that's what I kept telling everybody, everybody there, I'm going back to the gun shop and I'm going back to work mm-hmm. and they're like, okay. And I'm like, no, I'm going back. You don't know. And I can't wait for that day where I can, you know, text them or call them and say, guess who's back, you know? And, Oh, I love that. That's, 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 the that's going to be an awesome day. Well, how, how has it been, um, kind of easing back in? Do you, do you have, a, do you have memories there and do you, and are things coming back where you're like, Oh, that's just like automatic. Like I know that there are definitely things in there that, you know, it's, I'll be with Heidi and I'm like, Okay, so why didn't we do this or why did we do that? And then there were certain things that I was very particular on that she would do something and I'd look at them like, um, why isn't it like this? And she's like, okay, you're still doing that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it, and it was, it was stupid little things, but it's, I, I expected things a certain way. And if they weren't done that way, then I would have an issue with it. Yeah. So she's like, I tried to remember to do this because I knew that you would be bad if I came back and it wasn't. Um, and Heidi's Joey's boss. Heidi is Joey's <laughs> boss and Joey's wife. And she she is absolutely amazed with what Diana is able to do already in such a short amount of time there. Like amazed. Yeah. So. Well, I, we've got um, we've got uh, a very special guest, Aaron Aaron Jones, uh, just joined us. Aaron, thank you, buddy. Oh, of Aaron. course, hello, hello, Diana. It's so great to hear you. That is who did our our wedding video. Oh, hi! You did a freaking amazing job. <laughs> thank you. So great to hear you. No, thank you. Yeah, no, that's so. Um, I don't know if you know that I've I've lost a lot of my memories. Um, because of this whole stupid thing. And that is something that while I was in therapy, I watched it almost every night because, you know, and that's, I mean, I, I cried a lot because it was one of those things. Like it was so hard for me that this is something that's so important to me and I've lost the, the memory of it. But there was a lot of times that, you know, I'd watch these videos and, it made me feel so much better. And like, I'm going to get this back because I can actually see it and I can hear it and I can, you know, you, you did such an amazing job. It's, we got it all. And the day that I get that back, which I have no doubt in my mind, I'm going to, there's going to be big thank yous for you again. I'm just glad to be able to do it. I mean, it's, it was one of the most special days that I've recorded. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys are just awesome together and just, I was so glad to do it. I mean, 
I didn't even tell Ryan this, but I was up till I delivered the, your guys' video on Christmas Day when that happened. And I was up until I think four in the morning editing that just to make yeah. sure it, it was going to be up to my and your liking. So Definitely. I'm glad it worked out. That's pro. It was, and there was actually even some of the girls over at therapy that wanted to watch it because they knew they would hear me watching it. And they're like, can I, can I watch it? And I'm like, yes, you can watch it. <laughs> they were all in that's, tears. Every one of them yep. was in tears. That's, that's very funny. You say that as well, because before I'd even got your news of, of your accident, I was playing it Christmas day. I had a bunch of family over and they wanted to see it and they were all crying too. And so when we got the news, they were pretty shooken up as well. not even knowing you. And they've been asking me for updates all the time. How's the bride? How's the bride? And it's, I'm glad to be able to deliver good news. Yes, definitely. It's going to get even better, but yep. As of now, it's it's a heck of a lot more better or a lot better than it was. That's funny. We've had yeah, and the, sorry, sorry, Aaron. The last two people we've had on, um, this was like supposed to be a question thing, but uh, obviously Joel just works his way in because he has a very special relationship with Diana, as we've heard before, and also. <laughs> You know what, Joel? That's just not even funny. Oh, you're never living that one down, girl. You're never living that no, one down. Come on, man. <laughs> and and uh, Tenacious D. And also, Aaron, um, yeah, man, you like she totally took away your question because she knew what you were coming on for. So I'm just setting it up for people. Keep going, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just wanted to say, Ryan, you know, you you being there for every step of the way has just been awesome to watch and very admirable. Yeah, uh, I tell him all the time I wouldn't have survived without him. And there is no doubt in my mind that I wouldn't have because he was constantly telling me, you can do it. You can do it. And, you know, without that, that um, support and the love that he gave me the whole time, you know, it just made me feel like I've got, I have to do this. I've got yeah. him and that kid, especially that I've got to do this for. Yeah. You know what? And it's, and- I appreciate you saying that, bud. And it's, it's, uh, it, it's nothing she wanted to do for me. I, I mean, this woman is my whole world. That's awesome. And uh, anybody who's looking for a good videographer, Aaron Jones, if you need. Oh, God, right? guys. You, Amazing. I'm serious. Like, we need to plug him. But you guys, if, if anybody wants to see a sample of his work, shoot me a private message and I will get that video over to you. It is. I'm not just saying it because it's ours, but I've watched a lot of wedding videos and I've I've sent this to a lot of friends and family. And everybody has said that's the best produced wedding video they've ever seen. And he did it by himself. He had zero help, which is even more impressive. I spent I spent a good amount of time doing video in my early years, and this dude's is some of the best stuff you're going to see. Not just his wedding videos, his fishing videos, and he can catch them. Just a plug for that. <laughs> nice. He better be Sometimes. able to catch him. We're going fishing May seventeenth. Yes, we are. So I'm, I don't know. I dumped a real good one at the boat yesterday. You had a bad net man or what? 
<laughs> you could say that. <laughs> was it you? Were you the net man? Um, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Low self-incrimination. That's a real that's a real angler right there. He's not gonna try to put it off on anybody else, just like yeah, it was me. <laughs> That's like Joel Chin, dude. The guy's great at catching him, but you hook a big one and give him the net, boy. You better, you better tell uh, him twice. Come on, to dude. He can't handle a bigger one in the live well. He's gonna try to knock that thing off. Dude, have I, have I ever lost one of your fish? What's that? Have I ever lost one of your fish? Well, no, but I'm a phenomenal angler at playing them. But for uh, that's very true. Yeah, he's trying to steal your best catch, though, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I <he> did. <laughs> Baby, I, I know you still love me. I know. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to kick you. Oh, this has been the greatest running joke ever. <clears throat> well, Aaron, I have a feeling Aaron, it's going to go well. Aaron, do you have anything else for us, buddy? When you want to stay on with us or you want to you bounce? What, what's the deal, y'all? Um, I got to go. I'm actually still at the office right now. I got to close down here. Okay, well, thank well, you. Thanks for, for calling yeah. in, bud. Of course. Thank you. So great to hear from you, Diana and Ryan. We'll get after him soon here. It, it, it's going to be fun. It, it should be top water time, bud. We're going to have a blast. Well, I'll say less. Sounds good. Have a blast, Aaron. All right. Thank you all. Aaron, thank you again so much thank for you. everything you did, bud. I, I, I can never, I know I've told you a hundred times, but I can never thank you enough. Glad to do it. I do it all over again. Later, Thanks, buddy. Aaron. See y'all. What a super solid individual. He is oh, yeah. he is an SSI to be sure. God, man. I I I, I told him like he he that hindsight's 2020 but looking back, I mean, I would have paid whatever it took to get that video done. Like that that is absolutely especially now it's priceless cuz that's that's all she has of that day is that video. Cuz yeah. she can't remember our wedding. Yeah. I got pieces of it back. She's got pieces back. That's right. It's it's so the weirdest thing, and I tried to explain it before is um, with the memory. It's it doesn't seem like a normal type of memory. It's almost like I know it's it's there and it's happened, and I can I I can almost see it, but I can't quite get all the way in it. It's like I'm um I'm watching it with um something keeping it from being um where it's all the way you where you can see it all the way. Yeah. What's yeah? I'm I'm not, I'm not sure which word you're looking for. Right it's now. an F word. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where you can't see it fully fully thank you yes. see, this is why I, I need him because he has to I'm glad it was that F word <laughs> he has to figure out the words that I'm trying to say no she knows the other F word well right I know she does <laughs> this is true but it's 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 I can see it but it's just not fully there and it drives me nuts but at the same time I'm so thankful when I get ones and they're the most random ones sometimes, you know, and that when we went where we had the wedding, yeah. I got, I got quite a few of them. I took her out to Vega ranch where we had the wedding and that did help spark some more memories yes. that day. And, you know, so it's, it's just, it's, it's almost like, because I had the, 
video, it was like I could see what I was looking at and what what my brain was thinking, you know. So it was it was kind of a really like cool thing for me. So what's what's the next step? What what Diana, I want your mindset going forward. What are what are the what are your thoughts and your dreams and your hopes moving forward? Um yeah, it's I I told Ryan this so many times like I just I just want to be me again. And that's you, already you know, are. that's You already are you. And he says that and it just I I know there's so much of me that is that is still missing and I just need to do the work which I've been a little bit lazy the last couple of days I feel like but I just need to do the work I need to be so that I can actually end up being me again you know it's the normal <laughs> things you know it's my my poor husband he has to make us breakfast and dinner every day because god forbid I actually remember how to do any of that um, the only thing I am still good at is cleaning. I told you, 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 you clean, I'll cook. I got no that, problem with that. That. Is, that was actually the deal when we got married was he's supposed to cook and I clean. That's a um, good deal. That's a good deal. I think so too. I'm mm-hmm. down for it. But um, Joel's going to be mad about what was, what was the meal, Joel, that we talked about before? <gasps> Pasta visual. Pasta visual. That's right. Oh, that reminds me. Hmm. Joey Verna was supposed to. Where the heck is Joey? He was supposed to get you do pasta visual for you again for your birthday. No, he was supposed to do Chipino for my birthday. Oh, he was supposed to do Chipino. So he yes. still owes me Chipino. He owes Chipino. Yeah. No, it's, I knew it was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I got pasta visual when for lunch one day at the sta- at stage shop because I went to work there. It worked out well. So Joel, you just got to go volunteer down at the gun shop from now on and they'll feed you. No, okay. Yep. I can do that. Yep. Heidi's really good at that, which actually I th- I'm pretty sure Joey cooked all we'll that. Will work for pasta Yes, there you go. And Diana, you'll be happy to know that I went ahead and, and paid off that Henry as quickly as possible once you were gone because I didn't know Joey. Was <laughs> <laughs> you you got to make sure you're all good to go. That's right. I, I you wouldn't you wouldn't give me the the straight up. So I went ahead. I was like, okay, now's the time. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I was like, yeah, it's it's okay. I'm not buying. I'm not buying another gun there until until it's from you. So, no, there you go. Let's make it quick. Oh gosh, when I was at <laughs> when I was at therapy, I found something that was like saying how I had these guns or whatever, and I kept telling the girls at therapy, I'm like, yeah, I have guns. <laughs> like trying to threaten them i wasn't trying to threaten them in a really nonchalant way <laughs> i'm like don't mess with me i got hella i've guns. got guns and they're like diana you cannot have them here and i'm like yes i can it is legal to have guns they are mine there is nothing you can do about that <laughs> yeah they weren't excited about that i love it yeah we still i got didn't care i have guns <laughs> yep, I have guns. It's okay. I was good to go. Yeah, no, no they wouldn't be, let me touch them. They're being responsible with the guns at this point. Apparently, they're in they're in a safe place for right now. That I cannot access. <laughs> That's just in case he really makes me mad. <laughs> yeah. I should probably put the kitchen knives away too. <laughs> no, I love Ryan it. Cook. What about uh, you? What are your thoughts for the future going forward with this lovely lady? 
Buddy, my hopes and dreams are already here. I mean, I've still got her by my side. I got my arm around her right now. My life is amazing. I mean, I, I tell her all the time, if she doesn't progress a bit further, which she obviously will much, much further, I I think she's going to make a full recovery. I really do. She might not get all her memories back, but she's going to make a full recovery because she's not going to settle for less. But <clears throat> I literally don't have... I mean, my hopes and dreams are here. I've got her. I've got my my stepson in there, and and I'm back. Like we're back, and I'm good. I I I am living my dream right now, and that's the honest to god truth. It's good shit. That's true. And we 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 came back our first couple of weeks back on the water. We've been putting big ones in the boat. You so, have, I mean, how does it get any better than right? that on top of everything that. else? It's a win-win. How proud are you, Diana, of his fishing skills? Unbelievably. Unbelievably. Like, he's just he's just amazing no matter what he does. I am a lucky, lucky gal. Have you seen me play golf? I have seen you do everything. <laughs> <laughs> and there is nothing I'm not impressed with. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so all you youngins out there, this is the one you need to look for. This is the type you need to look for right here. Yep. So look oh, past boy. the shortcomings. Right, Ryan Cook? I, re- I rely heavily on my personality, bud. <laughs> so, so I don't a, a final 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 words, Joel Chin. Uh just I'm happy Diana's come back and you know, I'm glad to be part of the family. And happy to do this, you know, with you guys. I really enjoy it. Looking forward to Memorial Weekend, I think. Yeah, that's going to be fun, man. I can't wait. That's going to be an interesting group of dudes. Really <laughs> I probably did know about it. But you I think? It's going to be a, it's going to be an eclectic group of dudes for sure. They're, yeah, they're there's, going a on a of, there's a little bit of everything there. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have fun, dude. Good guys all around. Well, Diana, um, uh, this is it. Your final final words are on you before we oh um, before we wrap up. All right, let's see. So, number one is a huge, unbelievably huge thank you to this amazing husband that has been the biggest support and has loved me through everything. When I was a massive pain in the butt, he handled all it. He handled all of it and. He's done more than I could have ever expected. And I'm just, I'm so thankful for him. I love you so much. I love you. Mm. Um, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. Like there's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be alive without him. And he is, he saved me. And that's something I'm forever thankful for as well. Um, beyond that, you know, it's, I am very, very blessed and, the prayers have absolutely worked because, you know, it from everything I have looked at when it comes to this and everything that has happened to me, there is absolutely no reason that I should be alive. Not one. And the fact that I am and I'm I'm able to do this podcast with you guys and not sound like a complete and total idiot for the most part. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed with that. <laughs> because there was a long time that talking to me was not fun. Um, 
oh gosh, some of the videos he's he's made. Um, but you know, it's just the, the the prayers. That's what that's what got the end. Is it kept me going, and that and my husband, one hundred percent. Right on. And we want to thank everybody out there that's listening that prayed for her that yes. sent that sent us positive mm-hmm. messages, words of encouragement, everything. Everything you guys have all done to help us, we 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 can never thank you enough. No, all the all the love and support that I've gotten, it just I I don't even feel like it's I'm worth it. And oh, you're worth it, baby. You know, oh, you're to, worth it to feel so much of it. It's just I'm so incredibly thankful. Jeez, I don't know how I got that lucky. You deserve it. You're a good person, and it couldn't exactly. have happened to a better person. In my opinion. Thank you. That means a lot. All right. Well, all right. Let's all go fishing. Woo-woo. All right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm up here. I'm up here for the the open. So hopefully I'll catch some fish. How about you just win one? Win one for the Tenacious D over here. Yeah, that'd be great, man. <laughs> I just need three good draws in a row. Right. You know, my husband does call me. Is was it your lucky? You're my lucky charm. I'm his lucky charm. Oh, 100. percent So, let's see. We'll have to see what you can do. Every time I go take her golfing, I play better. Every time I take her fishing, we we seem to put a big one in the boat or just have a phenomenal day. There's she is my lucky charm. And uh, going forward, uh, Diana will be on the podcast as much as possible. Um, hopefully, wrapping up with us like she used to. Aww. Yeah, I feel the love. Those are my favorite podcasts, so we're going to do that more. All right. Sounds like a plan. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Ryan Cook, Diana, Joel. Thanks, Joel. Back, baby. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, why is, Diana. Why is Ryan the only one that gets a last name? <laughs> it's Dude, that is, a, that is a total reflex now. I am Diana Cook. I know too many Ryans. That's why it's oh, always, there it's, you always go. The, it's always the Ryan cook for me. All right, buddy. Diana. We're out. Until right, next time. All right. All right. Love you all. Love you too. Love you guys. Bye. 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 Love you guys. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Intro us, Ryan Cook. Take it away. Me? Oh, you want me to do? Oh, you, you, see, you me, just intro you, us. me, you. Well, Ladies me. and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bass Report. I'm your co-host, Ryan Cook. It's a miracle, more ways than one. Ryan Cook, uh, that interview we just had with you and your lovely wife and everybody who was nice enough to call in was great. Fan freaking tastic, bud. It's awesome, dude. Um, that we're here, that we're back. You're back on the water. Um, it's been great. I mean, so many. The one thing we didn't talk about when we had Diane on was all the the messages of support for you that have that so many people sent in. Um, and then once they've kind of seen you get back into the swing of things, you're back. And then it's just been like, hey, where's the podcast? Everything's yeah. good now. Hey, hey, what's going on? So, yeah, and 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 one more thing, just for everybody. I know we've already talked about it, but for everybody out there that sent messages that, that called that 
that helped us out, prayed for us. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart once again. I just, it's very, very humbling. And the fishing community is a great, great group of people. Really is, for the most part. There's a few assholes out there. But. <laughs> um, so how has it been getting back in the swing of things? Dude, it's been awesome. I mean, it's, you know, I, I uh, it's like I, you know, we just picked up right where we left off. You know, it's like we didn't miss a beat, which is awesome because, you know, being off the water for that long, um, you know, there's a lot of stress that's involved. There's a lot of stress and going out and finding fish again. You know, what's what's happened? These lakes from when I left to when I got back, they don't even look like the same lakes, you know, I mean, they were empty. Now they're full. Um, just a lot of different variables and also losing that momentum, you know, of booking trips, of posting pictures, of getting the phone calls. Um, and everything is falling into place way better than I could have ever asked for it to, you know, our first day back on the water, we get an eight, a couple days later, we get a seven, you know, then we get another eight thirteen all within the first two weeks of being back. I mean, we're catching good ones. We're catching numbers. It's like, everything's just going good. We're, we're booking trips, you know, um, if anybody wants to book a trip, I've still got, I think three days left for June and June's going to be booked. So don't wait, don't hesitate, hit me up and let's set a date. (laughs) Um, well, he's a, that that just, that, that just flowed. That wasn't scripted. Um, I love it, but yeah, it, it's been awesome. You know, I, 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 I'm loving getting back out there. I'm loving getting to see my clients. These last few days have been a little rough with the heat. All of a sudden it's 95 out of nowhere and I don't like the heat. But other than that, man, it's, uh, the bite is good. Life is good. And just very blessed, bud. Can't beat it. So you're doing what? Like three trips a week right now. Brian cook. I'm trying to do three trips a week. Um, some weeks I'm going to do four. I've already, for May, I've already got like two weeks with four booked, but I really want to do three from here on out, at least at least until Diana gets back to work full time. Um, then I might look at doing four, but honestly, I, you know, I think I'm just going to stick at three trips a week because that'll give me an extra day or two to go fun fishing, you know, go check out some different stuff, go look around, go golfing. Um but who knows? I, I I might end up doing four. We'll see. That's awesome, man. Well, it's uh, I'm sure all your clients are, are stoked to have you back out there. Like you said, you've been catching some good ones. So um, hit this man up. It's been good. Hit this man up, friends. We'll go out and we'll go out and catch some fish, have some fun, make some memories. It'll be a good time. Well, so now you're finding them. Um, you got to give <clears> up the juice now. Let so that juice loose, son. Man, the bite, it's weird. There's so many different ways to catch them right now. <clears throat> I mean, we're catching a lot of our better fish at Pedro out suspended, you know, on weightless wacky Cinco's underspins, um, kind of swimming a drop shot. Uh, there's a lot of fish offshore right now at Pedro, and they're the, a lot of them are the better fish, you know. Um, tournament winning weights at Pedro right now are, you know, 14 to 17 pounds and we've put we've put 18 plus on the board four different trips now um and that's with that's with clients you know that are that are still learning so you got to think outside the box don't just think because it's springtime you have to go run the bank there there are fish spawning there are fish in post spawn there are fish coming up in pre-spawn 
Um, there, there a lot of different ways to catch him. Um, McClure, McClure is also pretty much fishing the same as Pedro, really. Um, a little bit better for numbers overall, which McClure usually is. The quality is not really there. Um, I mean, we're seeing some decent fish at McClure. Two trips ago at McClure, we had some pretty nice ones. We had like 14 pounds, which is which is good mm-hmm. for McClure oh, right yeah. now. Um, both lakes, I'll, I'll give you just a, a few things to look for. Um, obviously, at springtime, there's, there are fish spawning. Go to your spawning pockets, your big coves, um, the flatter stuff. The flatter coves seem to be better if you're targeting largemouth. Um, for the spots, you can go anywhere. You can go up in the canyon. You can go main lake points. They're spawning all over the place. Um, same thing at Pedro. Same patterns. Look for your flatter coves, your main lake cuts for the largemouth. Um, you know, and don't and 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 don't don't be scared to get out there and do something stupid. I'm telling you, go get on a steep bluff wall. Throw a weightless Cinco in, you know, 40 foot of water and just let it fall. Watch your line. See what happens. You'd be amazed. We're fishing shade lines right now. Like, I'm literally fishing shade lines of of the bank or houseboats, that kind of stuff, wherever we find shade. I'm talking shade lines of trees. Like, early in the morning, you got that shade line that's still running. Mm-hmm. We're, we're fishing the edge of that shade line, catching good ones. Like, and it doesn't matter how deep it is. It could be 10 foot of water. It could be 110 foot of water go fish some shade lines, do some different stuff that you wouldn't normally do. And you'd be really, really surprised what you're going to find. Um, if you want some confidence doing different stuff that you don't normally do book a trip, let me show you. Cause there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, I'll give you five baits that we got tied on that we're fishing a lot right now. Um, if it helps you out, if you're going out there, always a drop shot. We're throwing wacky rigs, whether it be weighted or unweighted. We're throwing them both. Some days they want the slower fall. Some days the faster fall. So um, five-inch Cinco's, Jackal Flick Shakes. Um, the Yamamoto Pro Cinco is a good one. The Thin Cinco is a good one. Um, the finessier type stuff has actually been getting our bigger bites because I think these fish are just kind of getting a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so a drop shot, a, sink, a, a wacky rig of some sort. We throw in a Carolina rig a lot. We're really, really loving the Carolina rig. That's That's been a go-to on my boat for the last couple of years. Something I used to throw a lot, and I've gotten back to throwing it again. So we're throwing a Carolina rig, whether it be on a spinning rod or a bait caster. Um, we're kind of having a one-two punch. On the bait caster, we're doing like a half or three-quarter ounce weight, your standard Carolina rig, brush hog. Um, we are throwing those on the new spear point, um, just offset worm hook. That That hook is phenomenal for Carolina rigging. I'm loving that thing. And then on the spinning rod, we're going like quarter ounce or three eighths ounce um, with a baby brush hog with like a one aught spear point offset worm hook. Whereas the full size brush hog, we're using like a three aught or a four aught um, spinner bait. I've been catching quite a few on your spinner bait, Joel, which has been awesome. Whenever that wind gets up and blows, get some mud lines working half ounce white, um, basically white on white with silver blades, but you could go chartreuse with gold blades in those mud lines. It doesn't matter. And let's see what else. And an underspin um, with a few bed fish mixed in. We are doing some bed fishing right now, but we're not, we're not, we haven't really caught any good ones off beds. It's been hard to find any quality. I, I, I know they're out there. We just haven't spent much time looking because again, I've been on the water guiding, so we don't 
a lot of people don't want to put in that time to really go look and find a big one. But that underspin, we're throwing a quarter ounce G Money jig underspin with a 3.3 or 3.8 Kitek or Strike King Rage Swimmer. And I think that pretty much sums it up. I haven't been to Maloney's. Um, only been up to Maloney's once since I've been back. And the bite is wide open on Maloney's. It's just really good. Hard to find quality, but really great numbers. What's the water doing right now? I, mean, I imagine they're dumping a lot. They're dumping a lot. Um, Don Pedro, I think today they might have stabilized it. I, I was watching from this morning to when I got off the water, and I, I'm hoping it looked like it might be stabilizing. McClure's been falling, but they got these lakes way down. Mm-hmm. From the high water mark to where they got at, I don't even know when, before I got back on the water. They're, McClure's down probably... 35 foot Don Pedro's probably 25. So there's a lot of snow that's still going to melt yeah. and come down. So they are hell of a melt. Yeah. Don't let it fool you. These lakes are going to be full. Um, they're just dropping, trying to make room for what's coming down. So we don't have some serious problems. Yeah. So, well, right on, man. Yeah. So nice to, to hear a, a mother load report from you, buddy. You know what? It's nice to give you one pal. <laughs> All right, so um, changes going forward to the show. Uh, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. We're going to mix it up a little bit, try some different stuff. Uh, probably not going to have four shows a month. We'll probably do these biweekly um, every other week. So two, maybe three shows. I'm thinking every once in a while if there's something special going on, maybe we'll do a quick, a quick small one with somebody. Um, we're just going to have a little bit more fun, a little more, keep it a little bit more loose, um, with everything that's going on, you know, Ryan still, you know, getting Diana where she needs to be. Uh, I've got sports with both my kids. Now I'm at job sites all over in the Valley and the Bay. I I just, we wanted to be realistic, right? Ryan, um, yeah, about, uh, you know, expectations and trying to keep this thing sustainable. And um, yeah, and do something a little bit different. Um, I will say that, you know, the 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 Joe Rogan model of podcasting is everyone does that now. Um, so we're going to try and try and do something a little bit different. Have more fun with it. Um, that means we are going to be uh, one of the big ones, big things that me and Ryan have talked about, and other people have said they want to do uh, like a Q and A type call in with some of the guys around here that that are some of our favorites to have on the show and guys we haven't had on the show before where people are, people can call in and actually ask their questions. Um, I talked to Mickey over at Coyote bait and tackle. He, and I, I thought it was a great idea. We've talked about it before. It's just a matter of getting people involved. So if you like that idea, hit me up um, with who you'd like to ask questions of. And when we go and do this, we'll do it ahead of time. That way we can get people kind of lined up and, what do you think, Ryan? Things gonna work? I like it. We'll see. I like it. I, I like I like bi-weekly. Yeah, yeah. And and what we're gonna do is we'll probably have more people on the show with uh different segments. They're not just gonna be a two hour grill session with somebody. So um gives us a little keeping it sh- keeping it short, light, and fun. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of the deal. So as far as the Patreon goes, it's still paused. I'm keeping it paused through the month of May, so no one's getting charged. Um Check out what we're doing here in the month of May and the few shows we put out, and then you can decide if you want to keep supporting or not. Um, I'm going to drop it down to like I think the minimum's like three bucks. So if you do want to support what we're doing, like I said, 
dropping it down if you want to drop to just three bucks that's fine um at this point right now we've we've got enough where we're we're paying the bills so um appreciate everybody that's doing that uh i don't think we're gonna do like an official raffle every end of the month dude people that are on here i'm just gonna be going through grabbing people and hooking them up with stuff randomly and i'll probably get make sure i Make sure my name gets in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm making I'm making too many baits, um, so I'll just be giving away a bunch of that stuff. Um, what else? And I've we, I've still got I always have tons of stuff for whatever reason. So, um, I think that's it. Housekeeping's done. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> you want meant for a pillow? That's it. That's it. We got. Um, we got our man Mark Kobe coming on. Going to be talking about uh, Berryessa and Clear Lake. Quick little report on what's going on up there, and uh, and then Luke Johns talking about the Western Bass Shootout. I bet it's going to be a good one. It's pretty good. How do I know? We haven't done it yet. How do you know, Joel? I've got a good feeling though that it's pretty I good. Got, I got a good feeling. <laughs> I got a feeling. Are you feeling it too? Well, thanks everybody for uh, for listening. Welcome back, Ryan. Um, yeah, man, let's do it. We're gonna have a great summer. It's gonna be awesome. I'm already ready for fall. I'm already ready for fall, though. But it's gonna be a great summer. I hear that. All right, everybody, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Luke Johns. Nailed it. He's what? here. We have the 11th best podcast. Uh, yeah. podcast. <laughs> there. <Luke. laughs> What's up, everybody? What's going on, buddy? Hi. <laughs> What's up, LJ? That's what I'm going to call you from now on. I kind of like that's that. Perfect. That's, that's the common nickname. So I like cutting checks, Luke Johns. Now, now you're gonna leave out the 11th best podcast. No, yeah, I never. See, yeah. Ryan, see what you see. What he, this is what happens. We did the same thing to, to the other Joel earlier in the podcast. So I, it's my turn. I guess. No, but that that you know what, Luke? Though with all the podcasts we've done, I think it's 100 and what 112 now. I mean, 11th best. That's that's not bad, dude. That's nothing to shake a stick at. It's not really 11th like though. Before, you, Ryan made that up. He, range, he made it up. <laughs> Don't I ran the this. statistics. Yeah, that's, you just picked a number. <laughs> Lucky number eleven. You know what they say. You know, I'm I'm just happy to be to be a guest. You know, you guys put on a phenomenal show. So um, either way, I'll take it. Thanks, buddy. And like like I told you before, um, we, you know, we wanted to to kind of give an update on Diana after everything that happened. We went on the on the. The hiatus, the recovery road, and uh, we're back. And and literally, you were one of the first pers- first people I thought of, uh, especially after a great showing at this Western Bass Shootout, which we'd love to hear you talk about, man, and how how it kind of went. What were your? I, I guess first of all, what were your conceptions or your preconceptions coming in, and then what were your thoughts going through the tournament? And then we can talk about how you did. Yeah, definitely. Um, and now. You guys want to hear more about the the backside? I'm guessing, and like mm-hmm. the whole I'd everything love, that went into it, not, yeah, not just the fishing. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear about how you know. I know kind of how it came about. I don't know who all was in charge of getting all that together, but um, and then but you found yourself in there because you've done you know 
obviously really well in Apex and Wild West, but can you kind of fill us in on, on how the other, the one bass and the MLF kind of came into play too? I can try to. I don't know okay. exactly how all of it went down, but, you know, I do know that Rick Pierce from Bass Cat Boats and then Jeremy at Wild West kind of like brainchild the idea of having this event, which I think they originally thought of this like almost two years ago, I want to say. Um, or maybe it was even longer than that. Mm-hmm. But basically what they did was they kind of planned this whole thing out. And then, well, of course, we had the inception of Apex right before that. So that was kind of like the, the final piece of the puzzle to be able to have this West coast tournament. And then, uh, yeah, and then one day it was kind of just, uh, announced. I think it was announced at the Wombats U S open like a year ago. I want to say, um, they announced the whole, uh, the whole tournament for it. And then, um, of course it, it came out with, uh, the very clear, it was going to be, you know, 20 guys from apex, 10 from the pro-ams, uh, 10 from Wombats, and then 10 from MLF. Um, and then they just took points, but I don't know exactly how MLF and Juan Bass, uh, like contributed to the event on all the different factors. I don't know really who had their hands and what, um, Mm -hmm. but I do know, I know everybody kind of contributed. And of course, you know, it was cool because this is like the first time, at least since I've been fishing that I've seen more than one tournament organization work with another one. Usually they're like trying to stab each other. So that is very rare to see. And that's pretty awesome. And there wasn't just two. Yeah. It, was, it was three really. I mean, apex and, and wild west are, are kind of the same entity, right? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're under the same umbrella. So yeah, that was, that was really cool because I mean, it's, it's sad. We kind of have that because really it should all be, I mean, coming from like a, totally biased perspective, but it should be about the angler and they should work together to make sure that we have, you know, as many serious fish as, as possible. But mm-hmm. that's besides the point back to the Western bass shootout. <laughs> do I you, won't rant on that one. Do, and so before we get too far into that, then so, the, so you kind of broke down how many there were. So there's 50 anglers, right? So it was 50 people got invited pretty, pretty narrow field. Do you think they could have, they could have gone a little bit bigger? Um, would that have been, would that have been the right thing? I, you know, I think they could have, but I think 50 anglers really gets to the point where it's getting to, you know, the best guys Mm -hmm. uh, who have really been, been working at it for, you know, a year because you have to fish a whole series to qualify for this thing. You know, of course I saw a lot of people, you know, in the comments on social media and stuff like, Oh, why wasn't he there or she there, you know, whoever it was that's a phenomenal angler, but the bottom line is if you don't fish the whole series, you can't qualify for it. You know, it's, you could be Kevin Van Dam, but if you don't fish, you know, all the MLF events or whatever, he's not going to win AOI. So, um, had to fish all the events, uh, in order to get there, which is a challenge in itself. Um, and then of course, you know, do well, all that good stuff. But, uh, but I think, I think 50 was a good number. And I do know that some of the guys uh, that did get invited and declining, they, they worked down, but I think 50 was a good group and it was small enough that it wasn't hard to get everybody, you know, to work through all the kinks of everything. I think, if, I definitely think if they went bigger the first year, it would have been a lot uh, more difficult on like the logistics side of, of putting this thing together. True that. Um, yeah. Cause 
us, us bass fishermen aren't always the best at listening and following rules. So, <laughs> you know, it might've been like herding cats. We've seen that. Yes. Um, okay. Well, so you got your invite. How did you kind of come into it? Uh, how'd you prepare? Because if I remember correctly, I'm not even going to try to remember correctly. Your home water is Sacramento area from right. Maybe south of Folsom, that. right? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I live like right across the street from the lake. There you go. So that's, that's your deal. And so that means you fish the Delta quite, I mean, you have plenty of experience on the Delta. It's not like you're just a reservoir fisherman. And we've talked about, we'll this. put an asterisk next to that, but yeah, <laughs> but you, 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 you know, you have experience there. You're not like a Alex Klein who comes out there and just like out of nowhere is able to, to win that tournament. It was great to see Alex win that tournament actually in Delta. Cause that's not his thing, but you have some experience there and it was really cool to see you do well. Can you talk about, about the running up to it, kind of how you prepared for it? Cause the bite at that time, from what I heard was not an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was not good. So, so yeah. So the original event or the original launch point for the event was supposed to be at a discovery park. Um, and then of course we had the high water and so they changed us to B and W, which was good and bad. It was kind of, I was kind of looking forward to the discovery park thing because it limited the amount of water you were able to actually get to and fish in a, you know, timely manner, um, which would make it kind of easier to dissect where you were going to fish. But then, you know, it's also nice. We didn't have to drive our boats an hour plus each way. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, <laughs> we were launching out of BMW. So I had gone down, uh, basically two weekends in a row prior to our off limits, um, practice those two weekends. Uh, one of the weekends I caught like an eight pounder and then caught a couple other two pounders. I mean, I had like, I, I think I caught a limit one day out of the four days that I was down there before it went into off limits. Um, it was fishing. It was brutal. Um, and I mean, the quality of fish seemed nice, but it wasn't, you weren't getting many bites and the water was just like almost chocolate milk everywhere. Um, so then finally rolls around to practice for the event and the water really cleaned up a lot. So, uh, that was extremely nice and it kept actually getting cleaner and cleaner throughout the entire event. But, um, it was cleaning up in parts where I could find areas that I actually felt like were kind of fishable because especially coming from a, I kind of have a finesse spotted bass fishing background for the most part. So like the really dirty water almost kind of scares me, you know, I'm just, I'm just not totally used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly those Delta fish weren't because before it went off limits, it was hard to get bites. But, um, you know, I figured I'm not a guy who understands the tides well enough to really chase them. So, um, you know, I went into it with that in mind that I wasn't going to try to chase the tides or, or do any crazy stuff that I wasn't comfortable with. I just figured, you know, I need to go out, find a couple areas that I can get some bites in, catch some keepers. Cause I do, it was still fishing tough. I mean, you saw a lot of guys not weighing limits. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I tried to just pick areas where I could catch, you know, multiple fish. And if I could do that, then that was going to be a good spot. And if I could hunker down, I figured I could at least get, you know, better bites if I weeded through, you know, 15 or 20 fish throughout the day or something like that. Um, and that worked out really well for me because we had a really, uh, good, like kind of warming trend during that event. We had our first kind of really warm, uh, spring week. 
So I figured if I could go and catch a bunch of fish, mostly bucks, that the females, they've got to be right behind them because we're so late in the season uh, for the usual California year that these fish really want, they wanted to spawn. Um, but the water temp wasn't there. The warm days weren't there. So, um, I knew they were coming, but they just weren't quite ready. So I went into it just trying to find those areas that they were going to be pushing into as the event went on. And as that water temp rise, uh, and I found two or three areas where I had, you know, gotten good bites in practice and, or caught, you know, a multitude of fish, um, you know, within a general area. And that's, that's pretty much what I just stuck with was I think I fished three areas the entire event or maybe four. So can we talk, I mean, real, real quick, real quick, real quick at the break, real quick, um, real real quick, quick out of him. Uh, Luke, are you on a speakerphone? Uh, I'm on my AirPods. Is it bad? No, 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 it's, it's fine. It's just a, it, it, well, one of the things with the AirPods, it kind of comes and goes. You keep rolling, dude. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. So as you, as you're telling this story and painting this picture, if you're not comfortable with it, don't answer anything you don't want to as always, but can you, can you, it, it kind of ties into the question I had written down. So can you give us your top three baits of what you were using in this tournament? And, and if you don't want to, don't worry about it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I was fishing a Picasso chatterbait. Um, you know, I did, I, it up with jackhammer a little bit um and then also uh the picasso invisawire spinnerbait was another one and then uh the rest of my fish i caught off beds um so all that was a multitude of baits um i gotta throw in the yamacraw in there it's the new one of the new yamamoto baits but it floats so it's like a floating cross so it was nice on the beds you know yeah. hit them off um but yeah i mean it was it was a chatterbait and a bedfish derby for me um and the bedfish did not show up until day two. It was, it was a, I think they were just kind of starting on day one, but day two, I, I did find a couple solid fish on the bed. So that was nice. What kind of, what kind of confidence do you have to have to not know they're there yet? And, and what kind of like mentality and th- you've got to have some serious cojones to do that, man, to like, okay, the next day they're going to be there and I'm going to do it that way. Yeah. What? Day two was definitely like a fly by whatever the seat, the seat of your pants or whatever it is. Yeah. It was, I, so run you through day two real quick. Cause this was like, obviously my game changer day. I weighed like almost 24 pounds, but day, day two started out. I weighed 14 the first day or just shy of it. And I figured, you know, I didn't shoot myself in the foot. I just got to catch them good the second day. So day two, I went out, fished my starting area, which was my chatterbait reaction area, big stretch of water, you know, tons of different spots and little areas. Um, but all, you know, within a quick boat ride of each other. So I just burned this huge area. Um, and I caught one fish at like eight o'clock in the morning. It's a 13 and a quarter incher. Um, so I had that one in the box and our tide switch was hitting like right at nine. Um, and we had marshals in this event. So my marshals, you know, rolling around with me all day. And I look at them at like nine o'clock and I'm like, Hey dude, the tide's just going to start rolling in right now. So if I'm going to catch any fish in here, it's probably going to be right now. And literally like 10 minutes later, throw up next to some toolies and I'm, you know, just chatterbait starts two or three cranks in and all of a sudden it just locks up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's a good one. 
and she comes up, head shakes, comes back to the boat, finally reach down, grab her, and it's like a six-plus pounder. And I'm like, holy crap, like right right on the dot, right when I thought I could catch him. Uh-oh. And then literally like 10 yards down the bank, same thing, like throw up next to like a little, tiny little patch of toolies, three cranks on the chatterbait, and it just locks up again. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's another big one. <laughs> and it comes up. It's bigger than the last one get it in the boat and it's like a six and a half. And I'm, I look at my Marshall and I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, it was just like right on time. Um, so then I, you know, throw the rods down, run over to one other little spot in that area, throw a spinnerbait up in this little pocket and, uh, bring it past another little set of toolies and locks up again. It's like a three and a quarter. So I'm sitting on like four fish at probably like right at 10 o'clock. And, uh, that spot was going to die because the tide was, you know, obviously getting pretty far in now It was, you know, starting to come back in. So the water was getting higher and the fish were going to start spreading out a little bit more. They weren't going to be so condensed. So I just, I kind of figured my chatterbait bite was just going to die. So I looked at my Marshall, I had four fish in the boat. One of them was tiny. And I was like, you know what, we're going to go somewhere. I went through and practiced, never even made a cast. I just saw clean water and high water temp. And I was like, like 75 degrees outside today or it's going to be 75 degrees i'm like if there's a bed fish it's going to be over there so we ran like 20 or so minutes over to this other spot that i had never even casted in as practice and i just threw down the trolling motor put it on 10 and just started burning bank looking for beds and like 10 minutes into it i see like a three and a half on a bed and flip in there like three casts with a drop shot catch it and I'm like, okay, I got a limit now, you know? So I'm like, but I do have a 13 and a quarter incher. So that's the only problem. And so I burned a bunch more of that bank with the trolling motor looking for more beds and didn't find anything. And then finally at like one o'clock stumbled across another one. And it was like, there was a, a big one that was kind of just like cruising this area. And then I could see the male locked in on the bed. And I figured the bigger one was the female you know, but I didn't really know if that was the one associated with the bed or not. I couldn't tell. So I'm flipping in and the male's getting pissed off. The female's still just cruising around outside. And I picked up, uh, this is kind of a secret. So hopefully too many people or not too many people start doing this, but, um, picked up uh, a bigger swim bait and threw it in there. And literally that big female ran over from like five feet off the bed and just inhaled it instantly. And I'm like, Oh my God. But I did have a cover on my hook, so I didn't hook it. So she spit it, and then it was like four more casts uh, with like a drop shot, and I caught her. It was that's just like, yeah. So so yeah, that's that's the little the little secret bed fishing tip, I guess. Is is uh, if if you're working on those bed fish and that female's not really into it, then throw something really big in there. Um, and dude, we actually. Give, they'll get pretty pissed off. <laughs> like we actually talked about that exact same thing, Joel. I don't know if you remember, but really early on in the podcast about springtime fishing and bed fishing, we talked about that same thing. Joel? Hey, Luke, you there? I'm here. I'm okay. here. Well, we lost Joel. I'm not sure what <laughs> happened. Proceed. He'll be Sorry, back on. I, I've got technical difficulties. Keep going. Okay, he, no worries. He had to go shotgun a beer. <laughs> But we talked about that same thing about about a big swim bait to get the fish interested, get her fired up. You don't necessarily want to catch them on it if you don't have to, but it's a great, great tool. Yes, it's 
phenomenal. I, I was shown that years ago uh, when I first, it was one of my first pro-ams as a co-angler and my pro did it. And I was like, what the heck is this guy doing? And it got that fish so pissed off. And I've, I've made sure to always keep one in the boat for that just in case. And it makes um, it even easier. Like when you're fishing a team tournament, you know, like, and you're both working her together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. You have one guy throw that big bait and the other guy throw the drop shot or something. And yeah, she it's, loses it's her ever loving mind. I'm cutting that out. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it into another podcast later after spring. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> yeah. So on day two, it was a mixture of your reaction bait fish early, then you went bed fishing. Yep. What? Yep, exactly. What got it done for you on day three, bud? Uh, day three, uh, you know, I, I ran the same exact stuff. I, uh, I fished that chatterbait water in the morning. Um, didn't have quite the morning of, of day two. I, you know, caught a couple around two pounds and then, um, you know, ran over into the bed fish area and they were in there. They were in there better than day number two. There were a lot more bed fish and a lot more big ones, but they were just not very locked on. I think I caught one around three pounds out of there and then I caught another two pounder. But I, another story on, on day three, I was sitting there and rolling down the bank and I see one that's probably around six locked on the bank and I flip like one cast at it and I go to reposition the boat and I literally just see a giant torpedo of a sea lion come underneath my boat and like literally 10 feet away from my boat tries to eat this six pounder like right in front of me. Um, Oh God. Yeah, it was, I've never seen one actually get that close to the boat and try to eat something like right next to it. So obviously scared that one away. And then, um, but I did, I found another one. I caught like a three pounder off of bed and I knew there was a bigger female in there. So I kept fishing it. The wind was kind of bad that day. So finally settled down and I could see this fish and it was probably in like the eight to nine pound class. And I sat on that fish from like, I don't know, probably 1230 or one o'clock until I had to leave for weigh-in and I could never get it to go. Game um, changer. Yeah, that was, that was the one I was looking for, but you know, she, she didn't want to eat that day. She, you know, even the big swim bait, sometimes it doesn't, doesn't do the trick. So I, I threw everything in the boat at her, but I couldn't get her to go. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was a mix of that chatterbait. Um, you know, that was another new, it was kind of a, a new ish for me in, in the terms of what I was throwing too. Cause I, I mean, I throw a lot of chatterbait from the Delta, but I very, I mean, I've probably fished black and blue, like, I don't know, for three hours in my entire fishing career before this event. <laughs> and I threw black and blue chatterbait for the entire event. And that's what I caught every single chatterbait fish on was black and blue. Dude, it's funny. Um, it's funny you say that, man. It's like one of those colors that either guys love it or they don't ever throw it. Yeah. Yeah. That was one where I've always, always, always just looked at it and I was like, I guess it looks okay. But like, you know, you got like green pumpkin or these nice looking shad mm-hmm. colors and you're like, I'd rather throw one of those. But I think with that little bit darker, dirtier water, um, that thing stood out a lot better and, you know, it was just able to attract fish a little bit more so they could see what they're eating, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, like, um, so I, I think, I think that really it. did help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess so. So, so now I'll be a black and blue chatterbait guy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that kind of stuff, and this leads us to our next question. Diana actually had a question for you. Diana, take it away. 
question time. All right. So every fisherman has at least one superstition. What is yours? And do you have more than one? Oh gosh, the superstition. Um, so I've had a couple over the years and some of them have came and gone, but I think my biggest superstition, I, okay. So the, one of them definitely is the bananas. No bananas <laughs> in the boat. I remember I love that. when I, when I first started fishing, me and my whole family, we took a charter boat out on the river to do like the shad run one year. And my mom pulled out sunscreen, uh, you know, like partway through the day and started putting it on and it was banana boat. And I remember our guide literally grabbed the sunscreen bottle out of her hand and threw it into the river. And he was like, he was like, <laughs> never bring a banana on a boat fishing or something like that. <laughs> oh, wow. A Even boat the banana boat, huh? Damn. Wow. Yeah. So that's been my problem. I like banana boat uh, sunscreen. I've always got some on for the boy for the boys. That's why I only catch fives, fours, and fives, right? Right. Hey, I love fours and fives. I mean, I'll take them, but it kind of gets old after. Fours and fives are good. Um, but yeah, and then I had another event where I was fishing a, a high school state championship, and we had bananas uh, in our lunches, and we found them at like nine a.m. And we threw them out of the boat, and then we went on and won that event. So I'm a very strong believer in the no bananas. <laughs> so um, no bananas. What else you got? No bananas. Uh, the other one um, is my breakfast routine. It's always got to be the same. Um, <laughs> I drink. I drink. This is a Starbucks plug right now. I drink the Starbucks double shot espressos, like the little canned oh, coffee. Dang. That's the drink of choice every morning. That's mm-hmm. mine. And then. Um, yes. And then, dude, they're so good. I love them. And then, uh, and then I just eat like a muffin and that's like the breakfast every single time. I'll never change it. Um, and then gosh, what else? I, I don't really know if I have too many other superstitions. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. Fishing, fishing, fishing without a ponytail. Like you can't do that. I got, ever. yeah. Oh no. Yeah. The hair on the face. I got one. Much, so. <laughs> I got one more. Problem. I got one more question for you. Yeah. That's my problem. See, I've been shaving my head this whole time. I could have been yeah, catching. I, I'm, I'm going my hair out just fish. to be more like my number 11 favorite Luke Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess that one actually is kind of a superstition to the hair because everybody always tells me to cut it, but I feel like if I cut it off, something might change. No. And I can't risk it now. You know, I can't risk it. Don't you yeah. cut those luscious locks off. How <laughs> oh, dare you? No, exactly. You can talk about it. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I won't. <laughs> On my boat, and this is not a superstitious type thing. This is just an OCD thing. But I've always got bait casters on one side of the deck, spinning rods on the other. Are you a uh, – do you switch them up, bait casters one side, spinning rods the other? Or are you just like, hey, we just throw them and go? Yeah, so I, I do do that. So the the – spinning rods are always on the right side of the deck no matter mm-hmm. what. <laughs> and Me then, too. Yeah. It's it's just the way it's the way the reel gets up against the gunnel and then the rod can just like lay it's just it's money. It's money. It's money. It's the, it's the most efficient way to do it for sure. Cause otherwise you're gonna step on your reel. This way your reel's kind of tucked away from you. Um and then every now and then you usually, you know, if I'm on the delta, I only got like maybe one or two spinning rods, so those will be there. And then I I got room for an extra bait caster or two on that side. Um and then yeah, bait casters are always left side every time. So well, you know what? I thought it before, but I know it now. You're a good man, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got I've got 
one and then maybe two left and then we're done. We're, <laughs> then we, we'll let you go, Luke. But, um, well, let's, let's finish up with the Western bass. So you came in with a decent bag on that last day. Um, ended mm-hmm. up, ended up in, what was the final place? Fourth place. Fourth. I was in fourth place. That is a solid showing, bud. Yeah. It pretty, yeah. Pretty, yeah. That was, that was my best, best Delta finish to date. So that was, that was pretty fun. And in a tournament like that, that's gotta be pretty satisfying. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, sea lions in the Delta. We just talked. Yeah. You, you actually got to see one predate, not predate, but predate, like being a predator, on on a fish that you were actively trying to catch. And uh, Yes. The, do you think that it is a problem on the Delta and it is going to affect bass fishing in the Delta going forward? You know, I, I think at the moment it's not quite as bad as everybody talks about. I think there's, I think, I mean, it def, they definitely go out and kill fish. I mean, there's no doubt that they're out there eating five plus pounders all day, but I think there's so many fish in the Delta that it's not really putting a huge damper on them right now. Um, but I think moving forward, what I've noticed at least throughout the past couple of years is that the sea line population has been increasing. Mm-hmm. So I think if it keeps trending the way it's trending, then we definitely will see problems with it. I think there's no, no doubt if it keeps going the way it is, the, the bigger fish are going to be harder and harder to come by. Um, and I think, I think it, what it'll end up doing is maybe not so much killing so many of the big ones. Cause I think they'll, those ones will get pretty smart, but I think what'll happen is it'll become a lot harder for those fish to spawn because like I said, I was, I mean, that fish was spawning and it's in shallow water, clean water, you know, sitting basically just out in the open, um, when they're on their beds. And that's like the easiest target. One of those sea lions can get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it'll, I think it'll, what'll happen is it'll damper the spawn and then we'll start to see like a lagged effect um, in years to come, you know, numbers wise and all that stuff. Uh, so, I mean, hopefully, hopefully the sea lion problem somehow gets fixed. Um, some relocating might need to be done. I don't know. You know, there's not much else you could do because I think those things are pretty smart. Once they realize there's food in the area, they, they do not want to leave. Um, and it's probably a lot easier to live there than in the ocean. So it is. Dude, I'm pretty sure if they relocate those things, they're coming. They're back. coming right back. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. I'd yeah. I, I think, yeah, you, you got to go drop them like on the East coast or something or <laughs> yeah, you got to get yeah. them out of here. Go, let's or go drop gotta, them over the East coast. Let them get you just the gotta go, over there. Go drop them one way or the other. Yeah. Or we should just pick a landlocked lake that nobody likes to fish and just dump them all of there. <laughs> um, Go that's my in, vote. That's go my vote. Go dump them in Millerton. Yeah, oh, yeah Millerton. Yeah, definitely, rough. definitely one of those central central lakes. It's got to be Come like on. Millerton, Nacimiento, Pine Flat. One of those ones. No. I've never, I've never liked fishing those ones. Sorry How to those guys, guys, but we'll throw you guys in the bud. Actually, Millerton's been <laughs> Millerton's gay. Hey, Mil- hey, since the very beginning of this podcast, I told you it was on the upswing. They're 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 weighing seventeen pounds now. They're not doing the eleven pound McClure thing anymore. That's true. So, eleven um, pound McClure thing, dude. McClure's been rough. I'll have dude. you take it. McClure's good for thirteen pounds. How dare? <laughs> okay. You? All right. I'm sorry. 
Yeah. You know what? You know what is the craziest thing about the Delta this year, though? It's the amount of turtles that are in there. I don't turtles. know. I don't know if you guys have heard this or seen it, seen it for yourself. But if you go to the Delta right now, there's literally like hundreds of turtles that you'll see throughout the day. Yeah, and they're I've those, never, I've never seen this. Dude, thing. they had to have been getting washed down from up. Because the one thing that you have here in San Jose, you go to these lakes and creeks up here for the last ten years because there's been no high water and there's turtles everywhere. Right? It's the only thing that you can go to yeah. the creek. And like for my kids, it's like there's no fish in here, but the turtles are everywhere. I think what happened was all of this water just washed down all the turtles into the delta. That's my that's my I I'll buy it. And that's what they're that's, all those. They're those red-eared sliders that you buy yeah. your kids as a pet, and then they outgrow their tank. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there's so many of them. I thought I thought somebody threw a hand grenade at me one of the days because one fell out of a one jumped out of a tree. It was literally like ten feet up in the tree perch, and it fell out. And I thought somebody dropped like a cannonball in next to me or something. It was insane. <laughs> we got it sea lions insane. eating bed fish and turtles climbing trees. That's what like the, the Ernest. That's like the Ernest yeah. goes to camp movie where he's got like the turtles yeah. on on parachutes. So Luke, you're telling yeah, me that there's is. there's turtles falling from trees on the Delta right now. That's yeah, amazing. literally, it's it's raining turtles in the it's Delta right now. That's, <laughs> and we got Luke, turtles. And Luke John's throwing a black and blue chatterbait. What is this? What does this world come to? Goodness, yeah, twenty twenty three is a weird year. It's so, a weird um, year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, all right. And so the last thing we're going to ask you, Luke, uh, what are your thoughts about music on a boat? Uh, when music you're fishing, on a boat. Oh. When you're fishing, while you have a little while you're bass fishing while you're bass fishing you're out there and you you have you maybe get a little some of the, uh, some of the guys got full-on speaker systems in their boats right i have a little speaker every once in a while i'll put it on and i'll listen to some music while i'm fishing what do you think about that so is this is this based on uh music scaring away the fish or just my personal just preference? your personal preference like you do you like it completely quiet or are you down to listen to some music um you know i'll listen to music but very rarely uh, you know, I use fishing as fishing is the, you know, I think it's pretty much everybody's little, uh, you know, dose of outdoor therapy. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just like, you know, being out kind of in nature and just listening to the normal sounds. And especially when it comes down to tournaments, obviously, you know, I mm-hmm. try to be as focused and on my game as possible. So, uh, it's a zero distraction kind of day when it comes to that. So there's, there's no music, but if I am listening to music, sometimes I'll bring a speaker or, Half the time, I'll just throw my AirPods in and do it that way. Um, I will say AirPods are an essential if you're making a long run. That's like you got to have headphones if you're doing like more than 30 minutes. I always got to have some music. Hype you up in the morning, you know, it's last off. That's the way to go for sure. Yeah. That wasn't even where I was going with it, but that's a great, yeah. Got to have the AirPods in as you're going out. That's a great tip, actually. I should yeah. start doing that yep. with my clients on the boat. Just throw the AirPods in and then let them do their thing. Don't talk yeah. to me. Yeah. Don't talk to me. I'm I'm guiding here. Yeah. Yeah. Don't talk to me. I'm guiding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, Luke, I don't I don't have anything else. We, Joel, we just, I mean, Luke, we didn't want to get we didn't yeah. want to do a whole like uh 
break it down like last time, but um, thanks for coming on and talking to us. We're going to, we're thinking about changing things up a little bit on the show. And this one was really focused towards Diana and, but we wanted to definitely get your breakdown from the, the Western, the Western bass shootout. So thank you, man. Well, yeah, thank you guys for having me and Diana. I wish everything keeps going smooth for you and, and, uh, and Ryan, I mean, I, I, glad that everything was not worse than it was. So, I mean, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was scary to watch. So I'm, I'm glad everything's looking good for you guys now. And we both appreciate that very much, buddy. But we can't, I, I don't even have the words, but it, it, it's, it's awesome for us four to be sitting here talking and having this conversation and, and, uh, and life is good, man. And we're proud of you, dude. You know, I, I can't say enough. Like me and Joel have talked about it, but the talent you have at the age you are, it's, it's, it's just, it's admirable. And, uh, and you stay super humble through it all. And then when you get on this podcast, you're actually willing to give a few tidbits to actually help people, you know, like, which a lot of people don't do that. And that's very much appreciated. Of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when I was first starting out in in high school and stuff, and it was because of people who were willing to give up some information and, you know, take me fishing or, you know, show me how to catch fish and, you know, all the, all the things above to really kind of just, uh, preserve the sport. I mean, um, you know, the next generation of anglers or just anybody new getting into the sport, they're the future. So that's, you know, something that I, hold very close to me and I'm very aware of that, you know, we, we gotta, you know, kind of look out for each other, help the new guys. And, you know, hopefully, you know, 50 years down the line, we still got bass tournaments going on and, you know, our kids and grandkids or whatever are getting out on boats and going fishing still. What he just said, people, right on. that is, that is so important. We have, we have got to, as a fishing community, we have got to invest in the future. We have to, or it's going to be gone. It's that simple. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, get in, get involved with your local high school club or, or whatever, or just take your neighbor kid fishing, do whatever it is and uh, get more people on the water. That's what it's all about. Luke, thank you so much, man. It's always great to have you on. And, and, uh, Oh, and there was one more thing. I'm sorry. And this is something we're going to try to do more often. Um, and not just like grill people about their normal fishing, <laughs> but where, where, where have you been fishing recently? Uh, I've been fishing Folsom and then of course the Delta, but we already talked about the Delta. We're talking so, about the Delta. Folsom. so Folsom, no, I want no baits. I want no, no tips. I want water temp, water clarity. How are the ramps? Is it a good place to take your kids fishing? Uh, Folsom is a great place to go fishing. Take anybody fishing there, kids or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, this year has been phenomenal. The fishing's gotten way better. We just had the future pro on Saturday, went out, watched Wayne, took over 19 to win, which is unheard of for that lake almost in the good. last couple of years. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it's phenomenal. Uh, I think water temps are getting up into the sixties. Now, uh, the fish are starting to spawn. They're moving shallow. Um, I can throw in some baits if you want. I mean, if it, if up it doesn't to you, hurt anything. Up to you. What we're going to do is we're going to have some people on and do some shorter stuff probably uh, and just ask what the actual report is, how the lake looks. If you want to throw in some baits, that's up to you. Yeah. So, yeah, lake looks great. Uh, the water clarity is getting pretty clean. Uh, it's probably about a 
four to five foot visibility, depending on where you're at and what the boat traffic is like. The launch ramps are good for the most part. Um, of course, Folsom Lake tends to draw out the people who have never backed down a trailer. So that gets a little <laughs> bit difficult. <laughs> Dude, that's everywhere. Other, yeah, yeah, it's, it's bad here. Um, and then there is quite a bit of wood in the lake right now. Uh, of course, from all the storms and stuff, we get all that uh, mountain uh, runoff from all mm-hmm. the snow and stuff, which mm-hmm. brings a lot of wood in there. So if you're out there, be cautious, drive slow, don't drive like a maniac. Um, it's getting better, though, so you can run around and be okay for the most part but there's some big stuff in the water so be careful um and i mean like i said the fish are moving shallow if you want to take a kid fishing go throw a weightless senko or a drop shot you're bound to catch a ton of fish um you could bed fish you could throw a rip bait you could almost throw anything out there right now it's fishing really really good right on um and yeah i mean you got you got the three launch ramps all the ramps are actually in water now i think we're only about 20 feet below full pool, which is nice. We should fill up here in the next month. Um, and I think it's going to be a phenomenal year for Folsom fishing. I mean, the fish are healthier than they've ever been. And, um, you know, the shad population is really good. And if you're into catching carp, there's probably no better area too. I don't know who would really want to do that, but there's like millions of carp in every single cove. So, you know, if if you just want to catch something, you could catch carp, no problem. So go do that. (laughs) spilling the juice right on dude yeah and i mean and this is something we're gonna i think going forward gonna try to do and and just give people like exactly what you just did i i could not have in my mind i was thinking this is what i really want is someone to just we talk a little bit we bullshit and then we get to just have a quick little rundown so that dudes that are listening that have kids or they have friends or they're just starting out a good way to say hey I mean, you literally gave everything that I would have thought to ask. So thank you so much, Luke. That's awesome. Of of course, of course. Yeah. And one other note too is Folsom is a very foot accessible lake too. So if you don't have a boat, there's, I mean, you could just pull into any one of the, you know, state parks and start fishing off the bank there. And um, like I said, the fish population is really good. So you could just fish from the bank and still catch fish. That's awesome. awesome. Luke, thank you so much, bud. Thanks, Luke. Well, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen more often. Uh, we'll be in touch. Awesome. Yeah, anytime. I'm, I'm always well, you know, always down to come back. <laughs> it's always a good time. good work, bud. Yeah. Will do. Will do. Will do. You guys, too. So I'm glad you're back. So, I mean, I, uh, I missed listening to something on the way to work. So <laughs> I'm glad I'll have this back. The it's fact great that, to be back. Yeah, the fact that you listen is, uh, is crazy. But thank you. Thank buddy. you for letting me be a part of this. I appreciate you guys. Oh, oh, of course. Thank you. <laughs> See you. All bud. right. Thank you, guys. I will Bye, talk Luke. to you soon. Later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, Ryan. How's she doing? She looks like. I mean, it sounds Dude, like it's awesome. She's doing amazing. She's right here next to me. She's she's she is exceeding expectations tremendously. Man, it's 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 crazy how well she's doing that that, that is sorry love to hear that i i'm not even religious and i prayed so i'm glad he was, it worked out <laughs> ryan he was one yeah. of the ones that told me like i'm not even religious religious and i prayed i thought that I, was pretty cool and buddy we appreciate that so much man it, it's just yeah I, I i can't even i can't even express how awesome the support has been the prayers just everything it's it's been 
been very humbling and uh if sands or butts about it she's a miracle yeah one thousand percent one thousand percent man like i can't even imagine what you guys just went through it wasn't something that i would want to go through again man it was not easy but as hard as it was on on me i, I mean dude to watch her struggle that's been the hardest part but every day gets better you know yeah no that's huge and and it's super cool to see you're back to fishing too oh yeah yeah well we got to pay the bills that helps you know yeah yeah i mean <laughs> how, how are the mother loads going oh they've been fishing good dude we've got the first two weeks back we had what two eights and a seven so you know in our area that's been pretty good especially with how they've been fishing the last three years four years <laughs> no i mean um so conditions on Barry and Clear Lake. So I, I was out of Barry a couple times last week and the week before. Um, water temps are up. And I mean, this cold front is just going to kind of mess up everything. But it'll just like, you know, put the fish off. But there, there was a lot of fish staging. Um, not that many on bed at Barry, But at Clear Lake, everything is on bed. And uh, the water temps are pretty much 56 and up on both lakes. Like I went, I was on Clear Lake yesterday and the water temps are definitely coming up. I mean, stable up, but this week of overnight lows, like yesterday was like miserable. It felt like we just got hot back to two months ago and it was just frigid. Wind, rain, it sucked. But um, both lakes, I mean, I think, I think Clear Lake, is going to be closer towards your post-spawn stuff is going to pop up after we get some warm stuff. But for the most part, reaction baits in the morning. And then if it, you got sun, go bed fish because it's a lot of fun and you're going to see your PB swim around you like 10 times. <laughs> um, it, dude, it, it's crazy. Like I, I saw a teener last week at Clear Lake, thought it was a carp, and it was just an absolute unit. Um. But then Barry, Barry, you know, on the same note, Barry is like handful of spots they're betting. There's already fish post spawn. I was catching topwater fish. <clears throat> and then the other side of the lake, it's like you have pre-spawn fish. There's there's fish that haven't even done their deal. They're not even like really ready for it yet. So I think this weekend with this this full moon, you're gonna have a lot push up, but nothing's really kind of glued on yet and i think they a few will but not a ton until we get you know at least like a, a couple warmer days and i haven't checked the weather past this weekend um mm-hmm. but for the most part like that's the general gist of what's going on at those two lakes i mean me personally if i were to tell someone to go to each one of those lakes keep a rip bait in hand if you like to rip or i mean a jerk bait people call it jerk bait i guess but uh you like to rip go and do that go see if you can find something moving and willing to eat because uh i don't know this this cooling trend is not beneficial to that uh the whole bed bed deal um yeah and i i mean and there's always a big big bite bait going on at both of those lakes right now too so if you want to try your hand at that too i mean the lake both the lakes like clear lake is tough Barry's just a lot of fun right now Barry's a lot of fun right now. Yeah, you posted some stuff from there earlier this week and probably got some flack for it. But, um, I mean, 
really, and and for everybody out there listening, Mark's going to be on hopefully pretty regularly, just talking about simple stuff. Um, Mark, you're super generous with your with your information, but in the, in the future, um, there's going to be times you might be a little bit more tight lipped. But you know, we appreciate it, dude. Right, right, and I mean. I will be a little more tight-lipped around tournaments, but I'm definitely not fishing as many tournaments this year. Um, kind of trying to focus on guiding, kind of just just teaching more people, um, kind of how to catch fish at certain times on certain different, like uh, different bites, but also you know like just understanding what you're seeing. And and I'm also doing uh, a lot with electronics. So if there's any electronic questions. Um, feel free to shoot me a DM. Uh, I do charge if you, if you want me to go on your boat and dial in electronics, but forward facing sonar is what I specialize in. And it doesn't matter which one. I mean, mega live I've been on that. Um, and also, uh, Garmin too. all of them. I mean, I have active target, but all of them I, I really do like, and they all have advantages, but, um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, if anyone like really wants to know what's going down, you can just feel free to reach out for sure. I love to talk fishing, you know? Yeah. Well, that's one. And don't hesitate guys like Mark Kobe's, you know, he's a great guy. He's a great fisherman and he's a great guide, you know, like he guides Clear Lake, Berryessa. Is it just those two and, lakes, Mark? No, and the Delta this year, captain's license has got. So yeah, right on, striper. dude. Yeah. Yeah. So the striper stuff is a lot of fun. Um, Striper, I do. I love guiding for striper because you you turn old guys into little kids real quick when like they start just sharking it. But uh, oh, yeah, you're go- you're you're giggling like schoolgirls out there. He's got it. Oh gosh, he's been on. Oh oh, oh yeah, yeah yeah. No, I was out there earlier this week uh, searching for him. So yeah, I mean, I guide on all three different bodies of water, and and uh, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a mess when it comes to like all the rods. But I think I have like a science down to it where I have like each rod that I can just manipulate to switch. Um, so I don't have to just keep changing line. Cause that got like real expensive real quick. God, dude, you need to teach me. You need to teach us that at some point, because that's the hard one. Dude, dude, there's a, there's an absolute science behind it. And there's like, I mean, I don't know over time. Like I've really just like figured out, okay, like there's core core line sizes and things where I can just manipulate the fall rates based on weights and stuff. And, kind of just work your way around it but um yeah and, and then like also this year like i got on staff with stealth sticks and uh they just make really great multi-purpose rods and that's like not a pitch but it's like it just seems like it's so much easier like i don't have to switch from like so many different rods it's like oh okay well this got 20 on it this has 16 on it this has like 14 or 14 or 12 or whatever and it's like easier to kind of work around it um and I mean, dude, like there's, there's so many, so many different like ways to kind of work it. Cause dude, it's, it's way too expensive just to be just every trip. It, it's so time consuming. Like, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ryan, Ryan, you, you know that, uh, Kobe's an old golfer, like, like a really good golfer. Yeah, he played in college oh, yeah. and all yeah. that stuff, if I remember right. Yeah. Me and me. Yeah, I, I, dude, when I want to talk about golf, I hit up Kobe. Professional golf, anyway. If you want to talk yeah, about yeah. amateur bullshit golf, you hit up myself. <laughs> yeah, 
me too. I'm like super washed up now. Like I've been playing a lot more now and like this weekend, like, you know, I think I, I figured out what I needed to do during college golf to be better. I think I needed to drink more. <laughs> there like, you go. Oh my God. And like it, dude, this weekend after not playing forever, like, and I don't really drink that much, but on the golf course, my buddy's got me going because the Sacramento Kings game, Kings fan. So on Sunday, we got a little too dinged up, but we played and man, did I play well. It was so fun. That's awesome. Yeah. You drink the nerves right off of it, man. You just, you just loosen up, grip and rip and let the big dog eat. Yeah, I mean, dude, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I threw a good number up there. It was cool. But um, what's the number? Yeah, I mean, what's the number? We're all waiting here. Well, well the shoot? number doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, you know, the number's it, all it, that it, matters. <laughs> if you guys really want to know, and and you know, I'll put an asterisk on this for anyone that's going to hate, but the fr- the front nine was before the game. And we, you know, you can't, you can't day drink if you don't start in the morning. So we played the first nine, shot two under, watched the game, played the back nine, shot four under. Wow. So a little, a little dinged up 66. That's pretty damn. Is that a scramble or is that just you? Oh no, that was me solo, but you can tell by the end of the day. That's crazy. Oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah. You can tell at the end of the day, I kind of got things rolling. It was like, like if I shoot at 88 or under on 18, 88 or under, I'm a real happy camper. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, like, I don't know, I played every single day for 13 years, you know, and got lucky enough to play in college and was around some just, I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of a luck deal at this point. I really realized. That's amazing, man. That's so cool. Well, the thing is, Mark Kobe may be the only person that could go to a club tournament and win it and then go to a bass tournament and win it. <laughs> yeah, or even have yeah, a shot. I mean, or even have a shot. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, I like that one better. Yeah. At least have a shot on both of them. Yeah. Lake Berryessa, Lake Lake, Clear Lake. Clear Lake. Oh, oh, and and I have a new bait. I have a new style. A new style that's out, and it's five years old from Japan, but it's uh, definitely. Uh, and I haven't thrown it, dude. Tomorrow's literally my first day. Going to throw it, but um, very interested in it. Um, a hover rig. I'm not going to tell you guys oh, how to tie it on. Dude. No, I've I've seen I've seen it. I haven't thrown it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, and that <laughs> hover rig. I think it'd be great for you know this time of year and later into the spawn. Sanko's great for sight fishing and seeing them, and but I think that bait's gonna be really, really, really sweet. I just, I just don't know enough about it yet to really, you know, tell everyone to go. You guys have to have this tied on, you know. I mean, I watch a lot of the Elite series, and um, yeah, those, those like sight fishing baits that the Japanese guys are throwing. I don't think it's only the hover, hover rig, but a lot of different sight fishing baits that the Japanese guys are throwing. Um, I mean, like that guy. I think it's for for Yoka Fujita. Mm-hmm. That guy is. Uh, I mean, he just took second the week the week before. He took like a top five, and he's a rookie, and he's done these sight fishing baits that are Japanese ones. Yeah, and um, he's doing really really well with them. Not to say like, I mean, if you look at 
By the way, Brian Smith was top 10 last week. That's huge. Yeah. For the yeah. California guys, if you don't know, yeah. Brian Smith, seventh place. And you know what he was throwing? Sanko and a chatterbait. That's a California deal. Hey, that's this time of year deal, too, you know? Yeah. It's like, he, I mean, it's just so cool to see a guy from out here doing it, especially because Brian's so nice. We love to see the local boys do well. And we, we love to For see sure. you doing well, uh, Mark Kobe. Um, anybody wants to go out, Clear Lake, Berryessa, Delta, this guy's your guide. Literally, their top three is Ryan Cook, uh, Fred Clinshaw, and then this dude. So, Hey, I appreciate that. And, and also, I wanted to say I wanted to thank the clients that I've had this year and last because this is you know, the, the, really the start of the second year. But, um, I mean, you – you guys are keeping the dream alive. I get to fish. You know, it's amazing. Like, I don't it's care about awesome. the whole information. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's I, it's the greatest job in the world. Every day, I don't get to do it. I'm 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 thinking about it, and it's all I want to do. Um. So it's it's really genuinely appreciate all of the clients. Really, I do. It's it's amazing. Hey, Mark, if they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way, bud? Um, Instagram. Through DM and message, I don't like to have my phone number out to literally everyone, but um, if you also see me at a boat launch, just come up to me and talk to me too because I run into a lot of guys that kind of look at me funny and I don't know if they they like follow me on Instagram or something and, and I might look like a little upset. Maybe it was a rough day of fishing. I don't know. I'm just in the zone. Um, but, dude, feel free to walk up and say what's up. What's the handle? I mean, I'm, it, it, what's the handle, Mark? It, it's uh so it's Mark underscore Kobe C O B E Y fifty eight. Um there you go. yeah. Yeah, and that's on yeah, Instagram. Instagram is kinda the easiest for me because for some reason I don't know what the deal is on Facebook. Like the whole messenger thing, sometimes it's like super delayed and I won't see it for like a week. But um yeah, like but on social media that's that's pretty much the easiest way too. All right. Right on, dude. Hey, Mark, thank you so much, man. Um, you know, it, you're you're one of those guys where it's always been super easy to, to get a hold of you and talk to you. I, we met, I think, the first time in person at, at the Ed Lacey um, when you were fishing with, with Yang, and it's awesome to see how far you've come, man. Hey, dude, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always been fun. I mean, I love talking fishing, so it's always been easy. And, uh, I know you guys do too. So, I mean, seriously, I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, thanks for coming, bud. All right, buddy. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon, huh? See ya. Take care. And that's a wrap, sucker. Let's wrap it up. Ryan Cook, so good to be back uh, with you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You know what? <clears throat> um, don't pee into the wind or drink downstream from the herd and, and don't get none on you. Don't get none on you words to live by that's all i got that's all that's all you need to know i got nothing um catch them up when out you, there when you least expect it expect it send us some pictures also um reach out to me uh if you if you're looking for a specific report that you would like to have on maybe regularly uh hit me up and we'll, we'll try and figure out what we can do hey what about or if they want to come on the show and record if one you want to come 
on the show, record with us. Let me know if you want to call in and ask questions of guests. Let me know if you have a specific guest in mind. The big thing, the big takeaway here, the big wrap, as it were, is reach out and hit us up and help us make the show better and what, what you'd like to, to hear. Um, oh, Ed Lacey. I almost forgot about Ed Lacey. Oh, yeah. Okay. that's the, I'm glad you brought that up. So we, don't, we do not have a date yet. My buddy Nick Sanchez, who is handling um, the paperwork side of things and pulling the permits, he is looking into dates, and we're 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 looking at sometime around November, um, probably Lake McClure, November, because it fish Lake McClure fish is good in November. It's going to be an off the hook jig bite, tube bite, drop whatever you want to do. It's it's going to be a good bottom contact bite, which is going to be fun. So we're looking at possibly the 4th or the 18th. So um, as soon as as soon as soon we have a date set, I will be making posts. I'll let Joel know so he can make a post. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be in November sometime. We just haven't locked in a date yet. Good stuff. Yeah, had, and you had, know what? Hey, and while we're on it, Joel, I'm sorry. You're good. Real quick. Um if you guys out, if you guys are out there and you have something you want to donate to that event, we can absolutely start taking donations now. It's never too early to start. It kind of sucks having to do it all last minute. Um, scramble around when we're trying to run that tournament. There's a lot that goes into it, and trying to be on the water guiding. So, if you guys have things you want to donate, get a hold of Joel. Get a hold of me. Um, we can link that up, however, to get them, and uh, we really appreciate it because that's going to go to a great cause again. The Real Warriors fishing foundation so excited for that right on that's it um we'll see you next time hear you next time talk to you next time hit me up see you ryan or or hit me up either one <laughs> just kidding later bud good touching i was at about six there you don't want to see me go to ten